I'm the sports sports bass singer. <laughs> I imagine a toad is doing it. Yeah, no, I was a singer in an acapella group. Wonderful. Doing the bass. Nice. Parts. Yeah. For the rhythm sports. was good. The rhythm was very good. Yeah, I've always been told I've got great rhythm. It's true. By all of the women in my family. <laughs> they all said I got great rhythm. From grandma to mom. Yep, he got good rhythm. That boy's got good rhythm. That boy's got good rhythm. Put it on my birth certificate. Yeah. Is what the right doctor said. Yeah. Well, Ashley, here we are. Another sports sports episode. Yes. We, we took a week off. Can you believe it? Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. So let's no, never it, do it, it again happened. and never talk about it ever again. I Yes, I'm into that idea. This week we have a really great episode. In fact, a big jumbo sized episode. Yes. This is a longer episode than normal. Because yeah. we had a lot to talk about. And we had two guests. And we, we had two guests, which is way more than we usually have. Yeah, one more than we usually have. Yeah. Double we, double the fun. And today we're talking about something that both you and I are intimately aware of. It's called the MLB Fan Cave. Yeah. Which was a thing that happened years ago. Yes. And both of us were in it. And we'll explain more during the podcast. But it's just difficult to explain. That's <laughs> the tough... <laughs> It's the toughest part about talking about the MLB fan cave. It's just t- so tough to explain. Yeah, it's hard. It's 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 many things. That's the hardest part. It is many things uh, equally. If does that make sense? Yeah, it, it's all at the same time. It's equally many things. Yeah, <laughs> it's like everything happening at the same yeah. time. Anyway, the fan cave. A uh, real quick summary is the fan cave is something is a job or possibly a contest that both of us won. <laughs> it's tough to tell even yeah. to this day. Ashley did it back in 2012, where yes. she had to go to West Fourth Street and Broadway in New York City and watch every single baseball game. All of them. While also like doing social media and doing a kind of an unspecified job along with it. Yeah. I and call it like a social media liaison. That's yeah. what I called it. That's kind of close Contracted to social media person. Right. And yeah. then I did it. Unbeknownst to me, we, me and Ashley had never met before. I did it the following year in 2013. And Ashley was still working at MLB. And that's actually how we met. Yes. Yeah. So. You know, it's a whole long thing. We get into it. We really dig in on the five and six year anniversary, uh, depending on who it is with. Yeah. Ricardo Marquez and Mina Park. Yes. Ricardo did the fan cave with you. Mina did the fan cave with me. And they both live in L.A. And they're actually sports marketing people themselves. Yeah. So they kind of followed that. Whereas I didn't at all. And you did for a little bit, and then now you have a new job. I mean, yeah. It was my entire career. My old professional career has been in sports for yeah. five years. My longest job. Yeah, until recently. So. And then now I'm not there. Yeah. But, but anyway, it's always in my heart. Ashley, I wanted to ask you before we get into the episode, is there anything from the, your fan cave memories, maybe a story, a short story or something that you wanted to share that didn't make it onto the episode? I mean, we could have talked for like five more hours. Yeah, it was just a very weird experience. Yeah. And it, unpacking it all so is There's so many stories. Difficult. Yeah. Um, I would have to say, I'm just going to go with my favorite guest during my year of the fan cave. My favorite guest was Jerry Springer. And a lot of people think poorly of him because of his show and his scandals. But Jerry Springer's kind of cool. He's one of the greatest people I've ever met in my entire life. He is a baseball savant. He knows everything. He was a blast to talk to. And then he paused during uh, uh, an interview we were all conducting with all the fan cavers with Jerry Springer. 
And I asked him a question and he was answering it and he paused in the middle of answering that question. And he looked at me and he was like, oh, you're never going to get married. And I was like, excuse me? Jerry. It's like, that's so, uh, what a weird thing to say. I laughed and I was like, excuse me? He's like, you know too much. That's it. You know too much. And then he just went on and he meant I knew too much about baseball and that it was too intimidating. Yeah. Well, he's old school. But like, I, I do think that that was the most funny, shocking situation that happened to me. And also he was a delight. I loved him. Sure. Well, yeah. despite his outdated views on what men like and I women. I know, I know. Uh, and maybe some questionable decisions he's made in his lifetime yeah. after he was mayor of Cincinnati. Who hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> and and he also he paid for a prostitute with a check, famously. Yeah, that's um, not the smoothest move. But. Right, but other than other than those two things, he's kind of he kind of rules. He rules so hard. Yeah. He is wonderful. Well, Jerry, if you're listening uh, right now, she we did find you. someone to marry yeah. me because I'm not intimidated by how much she likes baseball at all. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, it never even entered my mind. I know. I mean, call me progressive, call me a hero, whatever you want to call, call me. I'll call you a progressive hero. Uh, but it never entered my mind. <laughs> Once you are, you must have a quick little um, I think my favorite. favorite. Yeah, my favorite, and we touch on it a little bit in the episode, but my favorite thing was breaking into the storage closet (laughs) at the fan cave because we ran out of water. (laughs) These kids, they needed water (laughs) over the, uh, they left over the weekend, over the weekend. The uh, people who worked at the fan cave were, were never there. It was just us and the security guard, the nine people in the fan cave and then the security guard who was there in, you know, the security guards were always very nice, but they didn't have any access to anything. And we ran out of water all the time. So we e- we e- we'd either be drinking out of the toilets <gasps> no. or I'd have to go in and break into the storage yeah. closet and get water. And then one time they found out and we got in trouble. <laughs> I got in trouble because they saw me breaking into the storage <laughs> closet to get water. But Ben, that wasn't the only option. I could have drank it out of the toilet. <laughs> no. Or the faucets no, in the bathroom. There's Pepsi Max and plenty of Budweiser. Yeah, and that's something we get into too. <laughs> plenty of Pepsi Max and Budweiser. Yeah, that I could have drank. Yes, there's water in those two things. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, let's get into it yeah. because this is a good episode. It's uh, it's a little longer than most, but hey, if you want, <laughs> if you have any questions about the fan cave, hopefully we're answered, or just ask one of the four of us, and yeah. we'll let you know. We'll answer them, but. You're yeah. going to have a lot of questions. Right. Just so <laughs> enjoy this episode and also be sure to email us sportsports at gmail.com. Tweet us at sportsports. That's Twitter at sportsports. What else? Ashley, say I love you to your loved ones. Yeah. Do um, all that. Uh, yeah, that's that's those, those are the main things. And if you could give us a rating, that would be nice, too. Sure. Rate and comment. On you know. Apple iTunes or wherever you consume. And if you don't already, then thank you. Podcast. Yes. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Ashley, for doing this with me. Thank you, Ben, for being born. And thank you <laughs> for knowing so much about baseball. Eat it, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Fuck you. Sports, news, Digital tape is free. I can cut any of this at any time.
In the Sports Boards headquarters, Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How excited are you for this one? I'm very excited. Same. Because in Sports Boards headquarters, somewhere deep inside Los Angeles, California, bowels. we have two guests today that we go way back. In fact, five yeah. to six years back <laughs> with crazy. Ricardo Marquez hello. and Mina Park. Hello, hello. It's great to have you guys Thanks here. Thanks for having us. Guys, I just want to say the studio is amazing. Uh, Thank I you. love the gold Gosh. bidet in your bathroom. Absolutely. That's how I, you know, clean up after. It <laughs> made me feel at home. Yeah. You know, it took me back to those days in New York. He didn't even want it. I mean, I put my foot down and I said, we're getting it. Yeah. I said, that seems too European for me. A gold bidet. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go with it. No, but I got to get it. your uh, baguette like the Europeans do in Paris. Mm. Is that what it is? And then yeah. sit on your bidet and just drink and eat. I don't know what you're drinking, but you're yeah. eating that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's going some, some, the bidet's helping out with getting rid of it. That's bad I have a suggestion on what to drink, <laughs> yeah. but we can get into that later. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, yeah, so this is a special episode of Sports Boards because we're talking about something very specific and something near and possibly dear to some of our hearts, <laughs> the MLB Fan Cave. <laughs> uh, and Ricardo, of course, was in the MLB fan cave when Ashy was in yes. in 2012, mm-hmm. and Mina and me were in the 2013 version of Mina the MLB me. fan mm-hmm. cave. Yeah, Mina and me. We coming did, this fall. Yeah, on we, we shot those. <laughs> Mina and me. We shot that sitcom, Mina and me. Um, oh, well, I shot it because <laughs> it's <laughs> he clear didn't because tell it's me. About me. It My name's not even in it. It's just Mina and me. <laughs> So we're going to talk all about the our experience in the MLB Fan Cave, which just now is in its five-year anniversary for me and Mina, Ooh. and six-year anniversary R. for R. Ricardo. That's a long time. Yeah. I'm shocked that it's been that long. I yeah. know. Time absolutely flies yeah. when you're finishing up being in the MLB Fan Cave <laughs> and then living the rest of your life. And we're still friends, though. That's awesome. Yeah, that exactly. is very cool. And we? somehow we've ended up, after living in New York together for a while... Uh, we've all ended up in Los Angeles of our own free will. No one yes, forces that's to true. No I one didn't think you guys well, were going to move out here. I was actually shocked because when I left, will? I was like, I don't think I'm seeing these guys ever again. Yeah. yeah the well, next thing I know, you guys moved out here. I mean, I was ready to like stay in New York till the day I die. And then someone offered me a job in L.A. And I was like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> Easy enough. Because that's, that's the job market it. these days, folks. In this economy? Yeah. So, I think so. what we're going to do to to kick this off, because uh, this was a fan cave thing that happened a lot, uh, was uh, we had to choose the beverages that we <laughs> were going to drink for the night. While you're in the fan cave, and like I said, we're going to get to all the specifics uh, later, but while you're in the fan cave, you had a few choices of drink, and they were Pepsi or Budweiser products, and you had to stay up and watch baseball games all the time, so mm-hmm. I drank a lot of Pepsi Max, yep. even though it tastes it tastes like garbage. It tastes so bad. <laughs> I mean, uh, I kind of like it. Right, to me, in my flavor palette, oh boy, this is <laughs> offensive. It's terrible. I have a garbage <laughs> flavor palette, and Pepsi Max is just like yeah. So <laughs> let's all just let's all just raise a glass, whether okay. it's Budweiser or Pepsi Max or Bud Max or Bud Max. And let's jog our senses back to those fateful days. Cheers, guys. Ooh, man. I don't think I've had a Budweiser since the fan cave either. And I can't. Ashley, you always make the joke that this is like corn water. And I feel like Budweiser especially is very corn watery. Sugar corn water. Yeah, I'm going to be real. I haven't had a beer in two months. 
Um, Whoa. Doesn't taste like beer. No, <laughs> no. It's not what I remember beer tasting like. <laughs> Is that bad or good? Um, I guess good because it's like it, it, water. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of tastes like what I've been it's drinking. hydrating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It tastes, tastes like what I've been drinking water. And Budweiser is just a bad company. It's a bad beer. I, oh, I mean, I'm glad to have put this in my rear view mirror is all I'm saying. Budweiser. <laughs> I Take still drink Bud products, though. Like Bud Lights or Bud Light Lime. Bud Light Lime's. Bud Light Lime's pretty good. Do they make you remember the fan cave at this point, or is there just so? Because uh, Budweiser, no, I think it's, just pure, it's purely taste. Like I said earlier, my uh, palate is trash, and I just enjoyed Bud Light Limes. They're really refreshing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to go to the store and cut my, you know, buy my own limes, let alone cut it. It's already inside the mm, product. I guess so. That's why I like it. That's true. On a hot summer day, Nothing if it's better. cold, I'll drink it. Now, Mina, you like the margaritas, right? Weren't there? The beer, oh, what's it called? Beeritas. Yeah. I actually don't like them that much. Somehow, that was just a joke. Yeah, it somehow became a thing where they're like, Mina loves these. And yeah. like people would snap me pictures anytime they saw it. At I a think ballpark. I'm guilty of that. And yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, it's all right. Like, I wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't be my first choice. But somehow, yeah, it, it went out there that I like those. Beeritas. Okay, so as we <laughs> have taken our drinks... And we're all thinking about the MLB Fan Cave. I'm going to list five things that people out there who may not be familiar with the MLB Fan Cave need to know. And guys, feel free to chime I'm in. I'm nervous about these facts. Me too. These are These are not uh, you know scandalous facts at all. These are straightforward. This is the Sweet. meat and potatoes we, of what the MLB Fan Cave the is. Scandalous ones will some, come later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can we after do five scandalous facts? Oh, boy, yes. I have too many. Store those up. I have one really good one. Ooh. And it's probably one of yours as well, Ricardo. I think you and I were the probably the worst people in that whole thing. <laughs> All right, let's get into these hijinks in a second. Here's five things about the MLB Fan Cave. Number one, the Fan Cave existed as a major marketing strategy of Major League Baseball from the beginning of 2011 season, from the beginning of the 2011 baseball season. Oh, yeah, through I the, didn't start with this. Through the 2014 Major League Baseball season at the corner of West 4th Street and Broadway in the Greenwich Village neighborhood of New York City. This is true. That's true. <laughs> Fact. It sounds like you ripped it from like a marketing pitch that MLB went out to find <laughs> brands. Hey, we're doing this really cool marketing thing to get more fans. Pepsi, can you be involved in this? I feel like all of the MLB fan cave was just a pitch deck to brands. <laughs> like It was never a full pitch. It was just kind of like a half-done pitch deck to brands. All right, number two. The OMB Fan Cave had three stated marketing purposes, according to Tim Brosnan, the MLB Executive VP of Business at the time. First, to engage with fans via social media. Second, reach younger fans and convert... Sorry. Second, reach younger fans and convert casual fans into more avid followers. And finally, third, raise the profile of MLB players by showcasing their off-field personalities. That's what they, they did were, that. That's what they were trying to do. Yeah. Whether or not they did that, <laughs> you have, your face is saying they did not do that. At they all. were trying. They were and trying that's what their they hardest. They tried to do. Number three. Does that make sense? That's accurate. I'd yeah. say both of those facts are accurate. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they tried to do it. <laughs> Number three. Baseball fans selected by Major League. God, I can't read. That Three. Budweiser's getting you, man. Yeah, jeez, oh it went straight to my brain. Baseball fans selected by Major League Baseball, sometimes known as cave dwellers, which is 
a stupid name, like and I'll get into that later. What else? <laughs> I didn't you? like referring to us as cave dwellers because it made it me seem like I was on like a in line for a roller coaster yeah. or something at Disney World. It made it weird on resumes after. That. Oh my god! Yeah. I was yeah. just gonna say that. Yeah. They're like, "What is a cave dweller?" You're like, "Yeah." Well, I was Don't selected by. <laughs> I beat out other fans to watch baseball. You're telling me you were in a cave watching baseball? No, that's just the name they gave us. (laughs) They had three stated marketing goals. (laughs) Where's Tim? Tim's my reference. Anyway, number three, baseball fans selected by Major League Baseball, sometimes known as cave dwellers, were tasked with watching every single baseball game of the season at inside of the fan cave while sharing their experience via social media blogs and online videos despite what has been reported on various news outlets including confusingly major league baseball run outlets (laughs) the cave dwellers did not live in the fan cave but rather in league provided apartments a few blocks south yes they yeah. were one of very nice apartments baller they're great apartments and they gave it to us for free which was very nice although i was also paying for my Brooklyn apartment at the time, but that was that's a pers- on you, but that was a personal. That's yeah. like Gordon too. Gordon too. Gordon was in our year, and he uh, he was paying for, I think, uh, yeah, another apartment at like the Upper East Side. Yeah, but they did factor that into our stipend. Well, they didn't give me any extra money though. No, that was factored into it. Oh, gotcha. yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. want to pay for your costs. Yeah, they paid for home. they paid for stuff. Yes. So number four in 2011, there were two baseball fans in the fan cave, cave dwellers in the fan cave. Do you know their names? Um, I don't. Uh, I don't remember their names at all. Mike O'Hara was yeah. the main one, and his buddy was R- Ryan Wagner, who went on to be the voice of the uh, Baltimore O's PA. The PA, yeah. Did you just say O's because you can't say that word? I can't say Oreos. Can you try? I say Oreos. Like oh, you do. Or is it? I was Orioles. watching you say that, and you were very cautious when the O's part Because I, <laughs> you know, we... Just I go, go for it, O's. Uh, at 32 uh, years old, uh, at 32 years old, with as a guy who mumbles, Orioles? I know what words I can and cannot say. <laughs> Oreos, or- Orioles. Is it Oreos or Orioles? I'm Oles. just making fun of Oles. Oles. Orioles. Orioles. <laughs> Bad Sorry. next fact. Yeah, <laughs> we're going on a tangent. <laughs> I wasn't even done with that fact yet. In 2011, there were two baseball fans <laughs> in the fan cave who Ricardo just named. They stayed the whole time. In 2012 and 13, that's our our years Prime collectively. Years. Best years. Best there, years. There were nine fans who started in the cave who got voted off as the season went on. And in 2014, there were eight fans who stayed in the cave the whole season. Except, and I'm not sure about this, you guys might know, I think one or two might have quit and gone yes. home that yeah. year. Um, but there's no evidence whatsoever online of that happening i do know and i did look i do know these truths okay Ooh. how many quit um i believe it was two but yeah two were two just quit. like okay. uh one i think it was like a family emergency or something personal some personal matter that they had to leave and the other one was like well, i can't do this anymore yeah. and then left yeah so. good for them um and well, it was <laughs> of all the three of the Maybe four not the people family mer- emergency but yeah not the yes yeah i know not the family emergency <laughs> uh, blessings to them no a few years later. But of the four people sitting here right now that are talking, I was the only one who was voted off of Ouch. the fan. Oh, out yeah. It's got a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Oh, that's why he's calling. Yeah, that's why he's. Yeah. And I will say, yeah. <laughs> and I will say also, my, I think the funniest thing that uh, happened in the entire fan cave was when I got voted off. I got voted off, and I'll always remember this, on September 12th. 
They were going to do it on September 11th. And it was scheduled, remember, Mina, there was a meeting scheduled right, on right. September 11th where we knew two of us were going to get voted off. But they canceled it because they thought it would be... <laughs> They thought it would be insensitive mm. to vote us to send me home on September 11th. That's so funny. <laughs> That's kind of funny. That's why would that be considered insensitive? That's I'm just you're letting me go back to my apartment in Brooklyn on no. September 11th. <laughs> I always thought that was very funny. Uh, so September 12th is when I got voted off. I'll never forget that day. Yeah, the rest of you guys went. To the I, I'll never forget it either. <laughs> September 12th, in many ways, is my September 11th. No! I uh, said it! Stop it, Ben! I said it! Stop it! Take it back right now! I'm not standing for that. No. You take I'm this I'm joking. Set. I'm joking, but it's true. So your, your dreams came crashing down. Is yeah, that what I'm they doing? absolutely did. Everyone should see Ben's face right now. He's ready to go on a tear. He looks crazy. Wow! <laughs> Anyway, um, the other other three of you guys made it all the way to the end uh, with Ashley being the champion mm-hmm. of the 2012 season. Somehow. Yeah, and to this day, uh, it's tough to tell, you know, what makes a champion of the I know exactly champion. what makes a champion. Ooh. When, uh, if you're lucky enough to have your team win the World Series. Uh, it's just a nice story. Yeah, the Giants won the World Series in 2012. Yeah. It didn't matter because we were there. I was having a blast. It didn't matter. My yeah. team was winning the World Series. Hey, yeah. And, but, and you won, and uh, and Mina, you went to the World Series, mm-hmm. which was that year in Boston. Boston and St. Louis. Oh, right. yeah, that's yeah. right. And Danny Ferris, who is not here. Danny he Ferris. Lives, he lives in Texas. He won that year. Yes. Shout out, Danny. Hey, Danny, Danny. how you doing? But Danny from the Southern California area. Yeah. So he could have been here Yeah. if he decided to stay. Ironically enough, he's not here. He's not here. And finally, the fifth thing about the fan cave that you should know before we start talking about all this stuff is beyond watching baseball on 15 huge TVs mounted on a wall, the fan cave was also host to concerts, an art gallery. These are all in quotes, by the way. Uh, Concerts in quotes, an art gallery in quotes, various arcade and rec games, parties, usually for big money baseball sponsors and their cronies, a short-lived... That's what it says on Wikipedia? No, these are my facts. A short-lived weekly MTV2 show in 2014. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Joe, right? heavily, um, yeah. also home to heavily branded beer and soda refrigerators, which we spoke of before, and an upstairs office area for MLB marketing and production employees. Yes. That's kind of the rundown of what all the fan It's all very true so for. far. I would say yeah. all those facts are real. Proud of you. Yeah, so those are... Th- so if you came into this podcast not knowing anything about the MLB fan cave, now you know kind of what it was about. Mm-hmm. It was about the cronies. It was the about cronies. <laughs> and heavily branded cronies. If I could boil it down to one of those facts, it was about the heavily branded cronies <laughs> of Major League Baseball. So anyway, what, what we're going to talk about today is just, you know, what your guys' experience was in the fan cave, you know, how you feel about it now. But also, you know, you guys are both... Uh, Mina and Ricardo, you're both big baseball fans. Mm-hmm. What does baseball get right and wrong about marketing? Because you guys are both baseball fans and also marketing professionals. This is true. Digital marketing professionals in your own right. Um, so let's start with just uh, why don't uh, Mina, you just say like what what drew you to the fan cave in the first place? Like why did you even 
Um, so Start. to be honest, I saw the application, like the call to action, your year, the 2012 year. And then I was like, should I apply? Should I do it? And I ended up not applying because I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this. Funny enough, the next year comes. I'm working at an ad agency. I hate my job. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> and then I get it, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I had no idea what to expect because I didn't really follow your year either. Yeah, so you weren't familiar because that's my because some people were super familiar. Right. No, I did not follow the process at all or like the videos that you guys made. I literally saw the advertisement for it or like you want to get paid to watch baseball in New York. And I was like, sure. And so, I, and so it sounds I applied. Like our year did our job was just making sure we marketed the hell out of it. Yeah, because I heard people. nothing about it. <laughs> All those paid Oops. ads, uh, you know, targeted to my demographic. I saw those, but I didn't see your content. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw it. thought it was interesting. I applied, obviously got it. And I was like, this is a great reason for me to quit my job because I've been looking for another job. Um, so, yeah, I quit my job. It was like, let's go to New York. Do it. Do the thing. And were you doing marketing and online stuff beforehand? Yeah, I was. Uh, it was like integrated marketing for like entertainment business so like oh, you weren't in sports. TVs. You weren't in no, sports. No, I wasn't in sports though. So this kind of, you know, turned a corner for me in going into sports, which I'm currently still in. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just honestly thought of that it'd be like a fun, you know, adventure. And like I've always wanted to live in New York. So I th- thought it was a good excuse um, to quit my job and, and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think in that case, that was probably that's like a good MLB fan cave that's a good thing for the MLB fan cave is like you made the right choice right like you were at a job you didn't like yeah and like you get to move to a new city there's no like reason not to do that yeah I don't have kids holding me down yeah, or anything yeah. I could just pick up and leave yeah it was, it was great when you were described the fan cave by fan cave people when you were going through the process of like there's like an interview process and mm. stuff we went to Arizona yeah when we were becoming finalists and they like interviewed us yeah what they were describing to you, was that what you, like, I, I'm trying to word this the right way. Uh, what they were describing to you, do you think they delivered on that? <laughs> or how close? Because obviously they're going to, like, you know, exaggerate. <laughs> She's laughing. Um, it's kind of hard to tell. So I was nervous about going through the audition process because I didn't know how heavily I had to know about baseball all around like I knew a lot about the Rangers because obviously that they're my team but like I got nervous when they're like we're doing baseball trivia I was like crap like same, I don't dude. know anything yeah. about I was anything the, else yeah I was the same thing and I remember sure everyone was shook yeah no computers well, ah! not everyone because when we were in Arizona we did that like trivia Trivi- thing. yeah I had no idea and I, I had, the question. and I was on a team with like three dudes who knew everything they were talking like Ricardo was there too. Was you were there. asking mm. the questions. Oh, yeah. I remember. I think I have a pretty unique experience with like, I mean, well, I'll get into it later, but like being involved with behind the scenes of your guys' year. Right. Because I was helping them like from the fan cave, like former dweller point of view of like who they should go after. Right. So watching you guys do all the things that Ashley had to go through the year before was hilarious. Because when yeah. the trivia stuff came about, I was like nervous as hell too. Like I didn't know if I should know like what was Tony Gwynn's like batting average his entire career. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. But the trivia was like a mix of everything. Yeah. But it was terrifying. Yeah, and I mean, I know that, uh, and it sounds like me and you were in the same boat, where it's like, I knew stuff about the Reds. Right. But even that, I wasn't even like, I knew kind of our top 
couple prospects maybe like right. in passing but i didn't even know what like level they were at yeah like and all these people in arizona were talking to me like they were st- talking about reds prospects and i was like holy shit you know <laughs> way more about the reds than i do yeah there's no way i'm gonna get you know picked or whatever that so. was my fear was that they would somehow realize that i'm not like a big like baseball fan or like didn't know like that much about baseball so i was like trying to skate by i'm like oh yeah like i know ranger stuff <laughs> like <laughs> don't ask me about other other things yeah. in the league um so yeah that was kind of like my biggest concern that whole process um but yeah I, I guess in terms of what they advertised it's pretty similar i think to what like you know all the five facts that you read um and i did end up watching some of your videos from last year ashley and uh oh, carta so thanks for the place yeah so i was <laughs> like oh, okay this is what they're doing this is what they're doing but then of course we didn't end up doing like challenges or any of that kind of stuff um yeah but they yeah, changed a lot of yeah stuff. but I, I still i guess i got a you know a grasp of what the fan cave looked like and kind of the stuff that they were doing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Ricardo, what did you uh, think the fan cave was going in? Uh, so I was like a diehard fan of like the whole marketing as a whole. Cause I, so I was actually watching the year before the first year. Cause I had originally thought to uh, apply for that year, but then I was reading more about it. And I was like, I don't know if I know enough about baseball to actually go through this. So I just kind of just said, I'll just sit it out. If it's good enough, I'll probably be around again. So I would occasionally kind of keep tracks on like what those two guys were going through. So when I saw what they were doing, I was like, oh, I can easily do this. And so I just waited and hope that they would like keep funding it. Um, and then they and did the same thing with your guys' year where they announced, hey, we're looking for diehard baseball fans to join this thing. We're going to mix it up this year. Like apply now. So that's when I started applying. And then... Uh, they made us go through that whole like online campaign, which was ridiculous. So I did the campaign. Yeah. So real quick, they, yeah. So this was for both of our years. They named like an initial set of what, like fifty finalists or something like that. Yeah, I think it was like uh, thirty, top thirty. Yeah, it was like thirty no. or thirty-two. Oh no, no, there was oh, no, a 50, 50. no top fifty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Top thirty went to Arizona. Arizona. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So basically, to apply for this, you had to make a short video, like three-minute video. Um, just saying like how you're a big baseball fan. And then if you were picked from there, you went to a top 50 or something like that um, online poll where people could vote for you at the website. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like they made you go out and like market. Like they did. I think they did a pretty good job with like making us go- all go out and like spread the word about. Oh, yeah, the it made a lot of people know what yeah. the hell the fan cave was. Yeah, because funny. they invested already. They're like following these people. And I mean, lightweight invested. They were voting for the fan of their team, you know? So yeah, that yeah. was a big... Mm-hmm. Right, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. And I just wondered why it was like they chose... It's funny that they just chose kind of random people and they didn't put any, like, actual marketing thrust behind the fan cave other than these 50 people who were, like, going on their local radio stations, like, saying, yeah. please vote for me. Because no one knew what the fan cave was, and we were we were just like, vote me into the fan cave. And it was like, <laughs> okay, no one knows what it is. You're not, like, advertising that enough. And that, you just in want- and of itself, was a test. Who's the best marketer? Yeah, because I, I remember it was yeah, just like, just send me. I'm trying to win this thing so I can go to New York and watch baseball games. Like, that's all I told people. And I was like, I want to represent the Angels and get there. So I remembered that whole campaign. The other cool thing was... I don't know if you guys were the same your year when you guys were going through the whole process, but our year, I felt like we all, a lot of us got to know each other. We were helping each other out. 
there was essentially like alliances basically like help making sure you're helping others yeah, it was it was a very strange thing to go through yeah so after the voting in process they narrowed it down to 30 people and 30 people th- those 30 people went to arizona where spring training is for baseball and then there was a whole set of like interviews and mm-hmm. challenges and stuff like that. yes um yeah. Where we had to interview actual baseball players. Yeah, some people um, interviewed yes, baseball players. Exactly. You would like. I felt like I bombed that. Like it was, I knew I was a lock to get there because I did one of my campaign videos was I shot it with Tony Gwynn and Steven Strasburg. So I made this like stupid oh, sketch right. video that ended up being on like MLB Network. So once I saw that, I was like, I'm 100 percent in the next round. There's like, there's no way they're gonna pass yeah, me up. Of Book course. it. Yeah, I was like, book okay. it. I'm there. I'm going to Arizona, <laughs> or I'm going to the next round. So when they flew us out to Arizona, we had to interview players. I had Daniel Hudson. Uh, oh yeah and i remember sitting there talking to him and i was like i was doing my best to get him to joke around and he was just like stern and not really feeling the jokes and i was like i'm done i'm not gonna get this thing because of daniel fucking hudson <laughs> and <laughs> this guy who's pitched maybe like three games sure like, yeah this guy's gonna ruin my dream yeah. but in many ways that was good prep for the fan cave because you were just interviewing that's 90 people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. people who had run Sports like you know yeah. five yeah. or ten games they've played five or ten major league games of all the teams yeah, yes. yeah the bullpens yes. would come which uh, are the best people actually, oh man the bullpens, bullpen guys are the best yeah they're yeah. just having fun most fun well actually what was yours then what's your uh Oh, gosh. Quick summary of how you um, got into it. So very similar to both stories that we just heard from Mina and Ricardo. Um, I was, it was Christmas time. They did their call to action. And I would watch MLB Network all the time. Um, huge baseball fan. has I've always been a huge baseball fan, but I knew only giant stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I knew other stuff. I did fantasy baseball every single year. So I, I learned a lot from that. But I didn't know anything about prospects. Didn't honestly care to know anything about prospects still right. to this day. Uh, and I just knew a shit ton about the Giants. So I was like, oh, you know, I don't know if this is for me. A friend of mine who is a big Dodger fan, um, he was like, Ashley, you should do this. Absolutely. You would kill it. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm not. I don't know enough because I don't know if you guys remember, but at the time, MLB Network had like a Jeopardy style show, like a quiz show. Where they would have people come on and do like crazy baseball, like stat mm. questions. And then these 100 percent baseball nerds would just know these crazy averages from like, like you said, Tony Gwen's like right. career average. It's 394. Okay, well, now you know. It's, this is his <laughs> one trivia thing. 394 career is, average. Oh, 394, shut up. Um, anyways. Uh, it is, actually. Wait, his, Tony Gwen's career, career average, average is not 394. Check it. That's almost 400. I okay, know. look it up. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so people would know those things, and I'd be like, okay, these are the people they're looking for, right? They want, like, the ultimate baseball fan. Right. The ultimate baseball fan in our minds was, like, a crazy stat person. Know it all, yeah. Exactly. Someone that could retain a lot of st- statistical knowledge on baseball, right? Yeah. Which is not true. Uh, the A uh, baseball fan is anyone in any, like, everyone. So I didn't think that, though, at the time. So I was just like, you know, maybe I'll try it, whatever. It couldn't hurt. The fact that you had to send in a three-minute video was what stopped me. And I was like, I'm not going to film myself. I'm never going to film myself. That's crazy. And I'm certainly not going to have someone film me doing something. So one day. I don't have the equipment. I I had an iPhone. That was it. And someone could have. But I was like, that's embarrassing as hell. I'm never going to do that. But then one day, something happened. I had a day off. I was home alone. And I was sitting at my dining room table. And I set up my iPhone vertically. 
Okay. As Important note. Because <laughs> again, vertical vid. I don't take videos of anything, especially not myself. So vertical video uh, propped up on this uh, ceramic deer that no one can see except for you guys right now. And spoken to the camera for three minutes about game three of the 2010 NLDS. That's nice. it. I made it super specific and it was very dumb. And it was just like, how was the best game I've ever watched in my entire life? It was Giants Braves, by the way. Um, and sent that in, filled out the questionnaire and didn't think I would ever hear from them again and did and was like, whoa, what? That's so crazy. And I was part of the top 50. So I had a campaign, did that, which took literally everything out of me. I had to get a Twitter account, first of all. So I got one of those <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I campaigned, got like, like retweets from like Sergio Romo and, and like other Bay area people. Andre Ward, who's a boxer, a couple, like, handful of other people, and then watched Ricardo and everyone else just become all best friends on Twitter while I was just kind of like, okay, well, they're all definitely going to make it. Yeah. I'm just here. Like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> doing any of these, like, activities with everyone else um, and watching their videos where people are doing funny things with baseball players and stuff, and I'm like, I just spoke about one baseball game hey, <laughs> vertically. But they saw a star in that vertical Okay, bit. well, that's anyway, all you need. Champion. Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> and she Showed ended up winning the whole thing. And I'm going to interject briefly to say that Tony Gwynn's career average, I didn't know, were you saying career average or best average? I think, I season? said career, but I'm yeah. sure his best average is 394. I believe that his best, his best average, average was is, up there. Is 394, exactly. His career average is 338. 338 Still is good. stunning. That's Pretty amazing. Good. Over 20. Um, one of the best hitters. Off by s- a lot. Very <laughs> 56. A couple swings. There's a great difference. Off by a couple swings. Few swings. Few swings over the years. Anyways, yeah. So went to Arizona. Got to know some people. Um, became really good friends with the likes of Ricardo uh, and a couple others. Had fun interviewing the baseball players. That turned out to be not as difficult as I thought it would be for myself. So that's when I was like, oh, maybe I can do this. Maybe I am cool and calm in these situations until after when I'm just like shaking like a leaf, like, oh my God, I just j- interviewed Jeremy Abelton and like freaking out. Um, but then, yeah, got in. Yeah. And you've done it a lot since then, too. Done so. it a lot since then. Yeah. I kept doing it. You kept doing it afterwards. Yeah. And it doesn't get any easier because no one wants to talk. <laughs> no one ever wants to talk. Here's the thing. Yeah, they don't want to talk as much as I want to talk. And, and uh, if we had our opportunities and for I choices, think it would be. MLB's one of one of MLB's biggest oversights. They don't realize that their baseball players don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to. You got to force them. Here's the and thing. That's fair. You got to force them out there. That sh- they should be allowed to not want to talk to anyone. And the ones who do want to talk, shut up. You know what I no mean? No one wants to hear you I talk. I don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> yeah, the ones that want to talk are the ones that you don't want to talk to. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and I I think what it comes down to and you guys uh we've talked obviously the four of us have talked about the fan cave plenty of times but uh not on tape. I I get a little bitter sometimes about it because of I feel like they sold me a bill of goods in terms of what it was. I think that is absolutely true. Because th- I don't know ooh, did you guys like look at it as a job that you were getting or did you look at it as like a contest that you were participating they, in? For us, it was less like a job. I feel like for you guys, they were like, someone's going to be the music person. Someone's right. going to be the art person. Someone's going to be the comedy person. Someone's going to be this. And for us, it was just like, we need you guys to do things, you know, like as a whole. But overall, right? I kind of felt like when I well back to like the Arizona stuff when yeah. they were kind of like I mean you know us. the behind the scenes too of yeah 2013, like I have so. both sides but like yeah. in our year because I definitely see where Ben's coming from because I think they did tell it a little bit differently because like when I went in there 
I knew for a fact, and I even during my elevator pitch in Arizona, I was like, all right, they definitely need to have a person of color in here. They're definitely going to need to put at least like two women in here. Yeah. Everyone's going to have a role, whether it's like the hot guy or there's going to be a, co- a comedy person. The hot, yeah. So you were the hot guy. Right? I was definitely Ooh. the hot guy in the group. No, so like I was like, okay, I don't still won't get is. over himself. I think everyone has a role. So with when I met Ricky, Ricky Mast, who also made it in with us, I was like, dude, this guy is, has the same name as me. Yeah, he's funnier. <laughs> he's funnier than me. I I don't know what I think my role is going to be like the just the person of color. So when I so, so I, you were looking at it as like I was a reality at, show cast. Yeah, I yeah. that's how I was looking at it. So when I oh, went in there, know? I yeah. tried to like be like, I want to be the funny like Mexican guy that's here that is a baseball fan. So, so you showed up cast. in a sombrero. Uh, <laughs> I, I, for, that, I actually you pulled your pants down I, and like yeah. kind of did a dance. I did that a Lucha Libre funny. thing. Yeah. But that's why even during our elevator pitch, I had mentioned like, you guys are going to need a person of color. I'm a very good person of color. <laughs> oh, like, I, like, I remember just calling them out on it. Put it that's right on great. the table. That's so, good. I, really great. so I went in thinking, okay, everyone's going to have a role to fulfill. Mm. So when we got in there, I remember talking to like the few people that were in MLB and I remember telling them, hey, I want to do more sketches and stuff and when they like i think they had told us you're going to be doing sketches with players or writing your own stuff i was stoked for that and then we had a production company pretty much do everything so they didn't need what i wanted to do yeah so then i treated it like a job because i was like okay well if they're not going to use my like comedy writing or whatever i'm going to just find another way to like be useful here yeah so that's why i see because you came into it thinking ben you're going to be writing sketches you're going to be in sketches you're going to be doing your own stuff and i think they kind of like they they should have let you do that. I think that's why there's like a bitter taste about it on your year. Yeah, yeah. And the reason, like, and I'll explain why I thought that real quick is that how I I and I'm a baseball fan as we all are. I had been watching baseball. I had and I lived in New York City for for you know six years beforehand. I had never known anything about the MLB fan cave other than I had walked past it a few times, and I thought it was. I just assumed it was like. You know how they have the like store, the NBA store, and like near Times Square yeah. and the NHL store. I thought it was just a store, <laughs> um, except they had TVs and there's always people in there and stuff. Um, but I didn't know anything about it, and I got a casting notice from the Upright Citizens Brigade. They like send out casting notices to people, and the casting notice was like, "Are you a big baseball fan? Send in this, uh, you know, email this person." And then uh, send in a video to like this site, and yeah, and then I uh, did that, and I emailed the person who I'm not sure who it was. It, it was either like Tyler, who was the guy who was in so- social media, or like one of the dudes on the production. At it the was production Stephanie company. for us. Yeah, Stephanie was taking care Stephanie of. Stephanie was there, yeah. But anyway, I'm just talking about the person who sent out the UCB. I just want to give a shout out to Stephanie. Oh. Stephanie Brodine, what's up? If you're yeah. listening to this, we love you. Yeah, we love you, Stephanie. I'm not totally sure who that is, but uh, I don't think she did a lot for your year. Anyway, okay. she, I think she was pregnant. She was pregnant. Yeah. Oh, okay. We met her. Um. Anyway, so I sent it out. I thought it was a casting notice. So it like even just the beginning. Uh, how it began in my head, how the fan cave began in my head was just like, okay, this is a job I might be able to get. And they never stopped me from thinking that because when I like went to Arizona, they were, they, it felt like they went to like everybody and said, okay, this is what your job's going to be. And you're going to make videos and this is going to be great for you. It's going to be great for us because you're going to make videos uh, and and all this stuff. And they just like said, yeah, and it's hard. It's going to be a tough job and and all this. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's a job. I'm happy to do a job. I don't even have to move. I can stay in New York. It'll be great. And then like once we got there, it was just completely different from that. 
they did not treat it like a job. They treated it like it was some sort of, you know, contest that I was hoping to win or something like that. And I didn't want to win a contest. I was fine not winning. I just wanted to collect my paycheck and do my job. <laughs> and they were not like that at all. So it's always, even though I met my beautiful, wonderful fiance <laughs> doing the MLB fan cave, I still get angry at it sometimes because they kind of like <laughs> made me leave society for six or seven months or ever, however it was. And they didn't, you know, uh, let me do anything they they kind of just made me sit there and you know tweet about reds games and then they uh you know taxed all of my wages a lot <laughs> and i, I had to pay a lot of taxes. taxes well i remember back in arizona so like uh i i think we talked about this a little bit but i was on the other side of like the background stuff of like the your guys's year so those listening yeah it's that it's bud max is settles gross. Oh, the Budweiser. I haven't even. <laughs> That's not good. Tasted it. Okay, yet, guys, we're drinking. I'm going to just uh, interrupt here for a second. In Ricardo and I's year, our year, we. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> ben is splashing it around. We got really bored of the three drinks that we had and decided to combine Budweiser and Pepsi Max together and see what it tastes like. And it's not bad. It's not great. And it will give you a stomachache. And that's what Ricardo and I are <laughs> drinking right now because we thought, you know, for fun. But turns out, one thing you don't see in the cups that we were using, and you do see now, is that the Pepsi settles for some reason. I don't remember. And there's that a at bunch all. of sediment at the bottom of this glass, and it's gross. Anyways, yeah. it must be that new flavor in that new Pepsi Max. Yeah, it tastes real That's bad, folks. Horrifying. That is disgusting. Just okay. like Pepsi Max. Yeah, I tell you, this Budweiser is going down pretty don't easy, though. <laughs> huh? I love Pepsi Max. It's not good. It's. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I it. remember, yeah. so, uh, I was actually invited to come back and intern at MLB the following year in PR. So they actually helped, helped, like I had to help them select you guys. So I flew out to Arizona with everybody. I remember like watching you guys go through the whole process. I would always like, you know, we would have meetings every like day at MLB. So in Arizona, I remember, I think it was like the last day. I think you guys had flown out already, but we stayed back. It was like me, Tim Brosnan. Jacqueline Parks, like Jeff Heckelman, like all these people that worked at MLB that were in charge of this, there was a huge debate about who they should bring on. So it was between, I remember, I'm sure this person might get upset for me saying this. Mm-mm. I remember there was a huge like debate. Say it, baby. I'm so excited. No, 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 there was a huge debate. I don't know if you and I, I talked about this or not. Probably no, but yeah, there was a million years there was ago. A, there was a huge debate between, it was like you, Nick Mandelo, Michael Clare, and I think... Uh, you, meaning me, Ben Wheatmarshan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was like you three. I want to say there was another guy that was a comedian who was also there. Oh yeah, wasn't there someone else? I want to say Sam. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I think there was like there was five people that they were choosing. So I think uh, they had picked Nick. I don't know why for because his I, video. I, I think his video was really good. Everyone loved his video the most. Yeah, his video was yeah. good. But then they, it was like he was a lock because it was a they needed a Boston guy. Or they oh, just wanted yeah, something they needed So then there sauce. was the, yeah, the four sense. slots yeah. where I think it was you, Michael, Sam, and somebody else. Yeah, Sam Dingman is uh, a yeah. very funny guy. Everybody was having a hard time figuring out like what comedian are we going to take in because Nick was c- kind of filling one part of that role. And I remember there was huge debate about, like, is Ben going to be happy if we select him <laughs> because we want to make sure like he is good? Because I remember Jeff Heckelman apparently had a conversation with you. And I remember I went and oh, talked really? to you two separately at – Arizona to see where your head was at and it was just to see if like you were going to enjoy being there because from I was in your shoes the year before where it was like all I wanted to do was do sketches and I knew that if you went into it 
and you weren't doing sketches, you were probably going to hate it at some point. Just going to be like Gordon. Yeah, yeah. and it was just like Another Gordon was the same Uncle way. Gordy. And yeah. I know Gordon doesn't. I I don't think he cares about the fan cave at all, right? Oh, no. Yeah, he doesn't. He he wanted to do his videos He wanted and stuff. to do videos, and he fought. It's the same exact situation where he fought to get them on. It didn't happen, so he just put them on his own YouTube channel and promoted them that way. Yeah. But I, I but. the reason like they picked you was because they obviously thought like you were just really funny. They knew that if you had had that opportunity, you would like just kill it. And I think they shot themselves in the foot because they didn't really give you that yeah. opportunity. Yeah, only I guess, in the beginning. And then shot yeah, it. I guess the main thing that really just kind of irritated me uh, was that they wanted us to always feel or like act like we were lucky for whatever we got. You know, where like we we were lucky to be there at all times. As, as yeah, if you were yeah, contest no, I, winners yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that. And that's why I was always a little confused and always a little, like, irritable, too. <laughs> because they were <laughs> they were always, like, uh, I, I would, like, bring a friend in. They said, like, bring your friends and you can hang out with your friends or whatever. And I would bring a friend in. And then they would, like, yell, like, literally a man who was, like, five years younger than me would come to me <laughs> and yell at me. Because my friend had come and I was just showing him around and he, he was like on his way to work or something. And my friend, or I remember one time my friend Tom came, I like just showed him around. He's a big baseball fan too. He was happy to be around. He was on his way to NYU to be a professor and he's a good guy. He, we didn't mess anything up. And then I got yelled at by a, by a, a man I'm an, I was a 29-year-old guy at that point, and I didn't want like someone yelling at me because I brought mm-hmm. my friend in. Anyway. Yeah, for a second. Yeah. We also got banned. Ricardo and I got banned from the fan cave by that same man. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, we got banned. Yeah, yeah it was Memorial guys. Day. I will not forget that. Oh, that's it right. It was Memorial Day. That we came a- in, and no one was responding, and we just wanted to stop, pop in and hang out, and we did. We had to get, like, okay, like, uh we had to like check yeah. in with Emily we did make sure that we can go hang with you but guys. But then we right. went above this person. I emailed the person above this person and was like, hey, this is wrong, right? And she was like, yeah, what? Of course you can go back in. And I was like, cool, thanks. And yeah, we're going in. <laughs> we <laughs> didn't go in after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys were visiting a lot at the beginning and then you guys weren't Stop. able to visit. Well, I did have a love interest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. Me and Esther were trying to kiss downstairs or something like Come that. On. And no one would let us. No. <laughs> We were trying to steal away to steal a kiss every now and then. And MLB is, you know, being a real big brother. No, about it's just it. one. It's just one. Yeah. But yeah. We love you, Def. I feel like they were stricter yeah. with you guys because of the way we were we were reckless our year. We were reckless. Because we treated I think that's why we treated it like, oh my god, we're so lucky we to be. We were reckless, this- but nothing like nothing bad happened. I think that uh, we just drank a lot and then partied. Yes, and the the uh, uh, the baton was uh, handed off to the next generation as far as who's in charge of it, and they wanted to make sure they were doing a good job, mm-hmm. and they got a little strict. Got a little they strict. were very strict. Yeah. Got a yeah. little Nazi-ish about it. Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's very true. And they, I mean, the the fact that they would like actually, you know, be stern about things that. Just were like completely not like worth locking being stirred the beer about. Yeah, locking oh, the. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, when I that's heard that crazy. happen, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So yeah, there was one time when it was after some long weekend. I it might have been Memorial Day weekend uh, or something like that because it was a little bit early on in the season. 
they told us that we had drank. Mina, do you remember? Yeah, they, we drank all the beer, right? Or we drank more beer oh, than, than the year before. The year before yeah. already. Like, and <laughs> that's totally uh, possible. Yeah. Yeah. I would we drank then. so many. I've never drank so much in my entire life. I'm talking well, it was the only six thing. Budweiser's during the day, every day, and then <laughs> going out afterwards. Right. There's And that, that was, was all of us. And that was the thing, because like April and I barely drank in that cave. So I yeah. was like... How did we, minus two of us, like drink more than they did last and year? And all the alcoholics from last season. year. Yeah. Yeah. We were alcoholics. Sense. Ben, I was as skinny as you when I first went to the cave. <laughs> I came out of there looking the way I do now because I drank. My diet was nothing but Pepsi and Budweiser. And Truly, everyone was like, you guys lost weight. And I'm like, no, we're just out of the fan cave. <laughs> we're not drinking yeah. six Budweiser's a day and right Pepsis, now. Pepsi's, yeah. That's all they yeah. had. No water available. No <laughs> water or we coffee We didn't have available. more water than you guys. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. yeah. And then another time that happened, <laughs> they locked the beer fridge once because they said that we had drank more beers than anyone <laughs> the the year before. Then all all of it combined. And then the other time they hit like we ran out of water, and we went into uh, somebody <laughs> told told me uh, how to pick the lock in the storage closet <laughs> downstairs. Someone who worked we for. Knew how. <laughs> Exactly. Someone well, because that same person told taught us how to do it. Yeah, not to speak too much, not to speak too much in you know codes and stuff. But someone who worked for MLB both of the years that we were in said, "Oh yeah, all you got to do to pick the lock to get more water is, you know, slide a credit card." Yeah, the here. credit card trick. And and he t- and he told me, uh, "Oh, everyone was doing it last year, or whatever." Not that I needed that. We I was already halfway in the closet by then. But the we weren't taking we were, yeah, we weren't taking water. We were taking no, we were taking Budweiser, those craft Budweiser, craft those new craft Budweisers yeah. that so, never came out. Yeah. And anyway, Relax. the next day, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I think we got like an email or like, "Come to the fan cave an hour <laughs> early today," and that period, that was it. Those are scary when they would tell you to come. Oh immediately. man, yeah. no we got idea. a couple. You think lashings. you're gonna get? Yeah, yeah, voted off. Yeah, we got some lashings. That's like, yeah, there was some negative things for sure. There's some positive things too. Yeah, you have uh, that many people for that long, yeah. uh, that amount of time, every all day. together, every single day, Super hours fans, and hours, like fifteen hours watching, a day. Yeah. People wanting to win and not being eliminated. So mm-hmm. like light undercutting here and there. Uh, yeah, well, shit's gonna happen. That's that was one funny dynamic that uh, really played out, especially early on, is how people like there was no rhyme or reason to ha- how they were sending people home, how they were eliminating people right. from the fan cave. So there was just a lot of guessing, a lot of factors involved. Yeah, so it was like- and a lot of people kind of acting obnoxious, <laughs> and probably including myself. I don't know, um, but that led to people kind of like being irritating more than anything else i think did you guys feel like there was like a competition involved because i know like for our two years it was like a vote to like kick us out kind of yeah yeah Yeah. you guys feel that that was was like like that yeah that was a confusing part because like ben was saying it it felt like a job but then it felt like a contest and we're like okay people are getting voted off but we don't know exactly how people are getting voted off so it's like what can i do to like make sure i don't get kicked out but there's no standard and you had no idea like what you're doing wrong or doing right so like you it was like being blindsided. Like you had no idea who was going to be sent home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that part was definitely frustrating because yeah. yeah you and just it led don't to know. people acting weird, yeah. which led to people like not having 
at least at first, I, th- I felt like. I think eventually. Kind of had walls up. Like, yeah, exactly. I ain't going to be friends with you guys. Like, you know, you're my competition. Right, right. And I think later on, as that kind of wore off, you started, like, being friends with yeah. people. Yeah, because you're I like, think. I have no idea how they're yeah. voting off. So there's might as well just be friends. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That's all I feel like. I mean, we had some competitive people in our year. And, like, like you know, I'll say, because he knows it, too. Like, Kyle was pretty competitive our yeah. year. Yeah. But, like, now, after looking back, we're both, like, we made up with our stuff. and Of course. And fine, Kyle was, it, like, he wasn't, like, sneaky about it. He no, was just, he, like, I have done this thing so that I win it. Yeah. Just but, FYI, you know? And, and we got along. Kyle and I and Kelsey and I, his wife, got along so well. And we loved them. Oh, I love them. We really She just really opened did. up a photography studio. Yeah, I know. She's shout out. Shout, shout out to out. Kelsey shout Lane out. Photography. She's incredible. Um, and they are like part of our little family. You know, like, I mean, we don't see them. We barely talk to them these days, but it doesn't matter. We still care for these people. Yeah, but there I... were some times where it was just like, yo, is something going to go down? Is something going to happen right now? There's always this little. I would hate those days when you just felt like there was like the competitive spirit of like. There's some like going hate on. going on. Because then it would start and, to get to yeah. me where it's like, oh, I because I just wanted to be like. I'm drinking beer and having fun. Like, yeah, I yeah, remember exactly. where you're just like, who cares what we happens? We don't need it. Yeah, we don't need But then it, it got to the point where it's like you're around people that are super competitive. Yeah. And you're like, well, that, I got to start upping my game. And it's like, there's no reason because no one has said, like, these are the reasons why you will be kicked off. Yeah, you don't have to be better than anyone else. Yeah. You just have to be a fan, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it? Well, yeah, it just—it still don't know, right? I still don't know. I still don't. I think the main thing is it ended up uh, having people act performatively instead of you know. We yeah. When it was like twelve hours a day, you're spending with someone who is who it feels like they're performing for someone, some Mm -hmm. unspoken uh, or unseen eye that might eliminate them at (laughs) any point. Yeah, that was that was the thing that was a little bit. But ultimately, I always thought they were checking on us on those cameras. Yeah, apparently they were because that's the reason why we got kicked out on Memorial Day. So, and that's how they found out that um, I Jimmy the Lock. (laughs) They reviewed the The security footage. Yeah, the other one. I'll say one more funny thing uh, that is kind of a complaint, but it's also very funny. Is the uh, CMO of Major League Baseball would make made multiple comments like side comments to me uh this was Jacqueline Parks the CMO of Major League Baseball at the time I think she's the CMO of uh MTV. of or MTV, is it right? or MTV I'm not sure but I I think it might just be MTV love her so much yeah no, um, she's, well I'll just say what well, no, she's, she's our love in our life yeah but <laughs> I understand um she, she would, loved us so she would make comments to me about being in, like she made comments to me uh, that that I was like an alcoholic or something all the time, (laughs) all the time. Like she would, it would always be these little comments all the time. I wonder if she was like joking with you, but then it just like, yeah, it might've been like, are you joking with me or are you serious? It might've been that, but I think she was also kind of giving me a little, uh, like she was trying to like checking me or something because she would always be like, Oh Ben, you have a, I'm sure you have a bottle opener. <laughs> stuff like that all the time. Oh, 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 yeah, Ben. You well, you've already had a few beers or whatever. <laughs> like it would always be these little comments, and I'd always like be like, "I see what you're doing, Jacqueline. You're you're not gonna stop me from drinking more beer." Oh, <laughs> and to so this much. day, I was never. I'll say I was never like full on drunk. No, in no, the no. Oh, we were. I yeah. was full on drunk. <laughs> I multiple days in a row. Yeah. So 
I don't know where she got that. That whole narrative came out of nowhere for me. I bet you someone just planted it. I think, and I also think she had fun like razzing you a little bit. She probably did, which I I respect that. I think it's fun to razz. Yeah, she would razz us a couple times. She's great. I love her. But then she eliminated me on my September (laughs) twelfth. You know what? Never forget that uh, elimination. I was honestly so shocked when you got eliminated. Yeah, because I thought you were like hands down gonna make it to the finals oh i love this talk. um i was definitely yeah for the last eliminations i was pretty surprised by that yeah. i don't know if you were surprised i i actually wasn't because, because <laughs> the, same person, the same person who told me about how to jimmy the lock told me that they were going <laughs> to eliminate me oh my. <laughs> so well, i actually knew <laughs> yeah he oh uh, he gave me the heads up two days beforehand. But were said. you sh- were you surprised when he told you? Yes, I was. I was a little surprised. Okay, because yeah. I was I was blindsided. I was um, definitely shocked. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was. I thought it could have been anyone. I I understood why they ended up t- like doing that, and honestly, it, it worked out way better mm. for my big September twelfth uh, <laughs> dismissal <laughs> because I was ready to go, and maybe that's what they sensed too. Mm. I was like, okay, this guy's being impatient, or he's being a little like uh, uh, spoiled brat or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was ready. I was definitely ready to go, and I'm happy it happened. But uh, was it just you, or was there anybody else that got eliminated? It was me well? and Travis, Travis Miller. Yeah. Uh, Travis Miller, who I, who's who, who's now like running, <laughs> yeah, running MLB Social. Now. Who basically has done more for Major League Baseball in the last three years than maybe yeah. anyone off the field. Uh, but As yeah, Travis 100%. is Travis is great, and he's a good example of someone who like. I I didn't know him at all. He was like a super super into the fan cave, so I felt like kind of alienated from him at first. But like after I got to know him, it was like, oh yeah, this guy's a great guy. I love yeah. this guy. And Travis is great, even yeah. though I, I haven't seen him in a little bit. But uh, sorry. Anyway, big shout out to Travis. Chevy. Yeah, what a great guy. But anyway, yeah, that's I was surprised. Tra- see, th- I was surprised Travis was yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. got let go because he was such a good uh, like he's a social media man. He is, and to this day, he still he yeah, runs he the Cubs Twitter worker. account. Yeah, yeah, he's good. And Mina, he's really did you good. cry when they announced it was Ben and Travis? Did you shed tears? Did I shed tears? No, but I was I was shocked. But I did I could see it go multiple ways, but I don't know for some reason I was like Ben's going to make it. I had it locked <laughs> yeah. in my head that One Ben was going to make it. And now I'm an unemployed man. <laughs> <laughs> did so you look shed how tears? It all worked yeah, out. Yeah, so it all worked out well. <laughs> did you shed tears? Um no, no. Like I said, I I was definitely ready to go. Uh, <laughs> and it was great because then I got I got to spend the rest of the day with Ashley and uh yeah. that was our first time outside of the Aww. fan cave hanging out, which was very nice yeah. and Cute. it was very nice. Uh so I was ready to go. I think Travis was kind of in the he probably would have wanted to stay too, but like you know, well, it's extra hard too when you have to uh, fly back home. Like when you're that's not true, yeah. staying in New York or living in New York, you know, it's. I mean, that might be that might be easier or harder. It depends on how you look at it, but I feel like if you have to pack up all your stuff and then fly back home, that's like right, real sobering. Yeah, yeah. I had to move my stuff on four separate trips on the subway from uh, from Soho <laughs> into <laughs> Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, it was great. Did you guys have any other like crazy eliminations or like, how are the how were the other ones? So the very first elimination I remember cause That was a weird one for you. It was yeah. so dramatic and I was like, why are they making it so dramatic? There's no cameras filming this. So like either they're just trying to make us feel like this is a big deal. But they took us downstairs, which is where, like, you know, the basement lounge kind of area. 
It's there's no lights on. Yeah, no windows, no lights. We're all sitting in this like semicircle couch. Um, the only lights that are on are like the one the lamps by the couches, so we're kind of lighted up. Yeah, it's almost like a spotlight. Yeah, and then <laughs> everyone, you know, sat across like in a row. Um, who's at MLB, like all the executives, they're all sitting across from us and it's dramatic, you know, low lights. And then they give us a speech. Yeah. They give the speech and they're like, you and you are going home. Wait, who was, who were the first two? Alex. Nick and Alex. Nick and Alex. Nick and Alex were the first ones. Yeah. And then they start crying. You guys like didn't do the eliminations till like a couple months in. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. But I just remember being like, why are they making it so dramatic? Like if they're not filming in this, a, cause it felt, it felt like a reality. Yeah. It felt like a survivor. Yeah. So I was like, holy crap, what is happening? (laughs) And yeah, it like kind of blew my mind. I was like, I don't understand why they're making it that so, was like. it was very strange and i remember it was like it felt very dramatic and then all the rest of them were just like okay sit you down none of the executives are here like you yeah and you, you're yeah <laughs> see so, yeah maybe but they realize one, yeah. after that person they're like, like was oh, that yeah. too much yeah yeah we might want to reel it back that's a probably bit. what happened yeah yeah that's, but that's very funny. If there were, I wish there were cameras there because I think it. I mean, I I think the dust is settled and Nick and Alex are fine now. Right. But uh, yeah, it was very. It was so dramatic, and I remember looking on and being like, "Holy crap! This is. I'm in over my head, man. I can't. I can't deal with this stuff." <laughs> it would I be. I can't go uh, without saying a shout out to Alex, who is one of our great shout friends out. now. So shout out to Alex. Right, yeah. Love, love you, Alex Justice. Yeah, and also, yeah, that's another important factor is like you make somehow we have made friends that we are still in in touch with Mm -hmm. five or six years later. So it wasn't a all the people who were there were like, great. There's it's not like there's an individual person that was like really bad. Well, anyway, let's move on into the uh, what should Major League Baseball do differently section of this. That's a loaded question. And that's very loaded in. Also, because me and Ricardo, you guys are, I feel like, super deep into this. I have, I don't really do too much with sports other than like comedy stuff with sports. Um, and Ashley worked for MLB for a long time, so she's been on the inside. But what, what was it about the fan cave that like whiffed so hard? Because I think ultimately everyone involved would say that it, it didn't accomplish what it wanted to accomplish, or at least not to the degree it. Yeah, wanted to I think accomplish. it could have. I think for the most part. People who saw it and were like into it were like all about it, and I think they should have done a better job of like just marketing a little bit more and making it more well known. I think what they should have done was if you're gonna go the elimination route, like turn it into like a reality show, like get cameras on people, like let people know this is what's going on. Otherwise, they should have done what they were like. I would think that they were kind of like the Buzzfeed of baseball at the time, where they were making these funny sketches, and they should have like got a team of like comedian writers and just comedy writers and just like do these fun sketches yeah and i think that's where they they dropped the ball was just like let these people who are so involved with like just love baseball and know what they're doing in terms of like comedy and do the thing because i remember we were like pitching ideas to p3 the production company and i wanted to do a mr met paternity test uh, sketch like with maury and have mr met go on the show and then do a paternity test on the baseball with like somebody else and he's like not the father Mr. Met starts like, and they were just like, "No, we're not going to do that." <laughs> which but is a very, mind, which would be a very funny sketch. So they should be showing at Mets games every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, and they should like just make digital con, like digital, like short form digital stuff, and then sh- show them at ballparks. Like, make it like a mandatory thing where it's like, 
hey, we have this cool thing. Here's this like Angels fan that's in it. Here's this Reds fan, this Rangers fan, whatever. Like, show it at these ballparks so all that whole fan base can watch it before the game or even during and get exposed to it. And I feel like they should have done more of that. Yeah, I agree. I think it was tough because I didn't understand what demo we were hitting. Because I remember in the fan cave, there there were like these young kids that came in and they were really excited to meet us and like knew all about the fan cave. And I was kind of like, wait, is that the age range that we're hitting with this? Whereas yeah, like nine year olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's exactly what Ricardo was saying is that they played it too safe. Like even the skits were a bit cheesy. You know, if we got, you know, a little bit more risque with the skits and, and really aimed it at people at our age. I think that would have been different, but it felt like it was hitting younger um, and going a little bit cheesy. So, yeah, I agree. It should have been a reality show. I think there's a lot of beef that happened in that cave that would have been great for TV. (laughs) Um, But then again, that was that's so risky for MLB, right, to put like a reality show like that and like have drama and like between fans and stuff like that but that would have been but so that's like good. sports i mean yeah. there's always gonna be drama so between good. fans yeah but i think that's you know ultimately yeah. an issue that mlb has to face is that how do they become more like the nba and like you know be a bit looser and and have fun with the content that they have but yeah, yeah. and that that's clearly what they're trying to do is they want to be more like the nba they want their stars to be bigger stars and they want to appeal to like teens and yeah, <laughs> people like in their cool 20s crowd. and yeah. 30s and bloggers and all this <laughs> other stuff and yeah they they just didn't like they didn't go whole hog in any direction they just went like court, quarter hog half hog quarter yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would say quarter hog yeah. yeah they went quarter hog toward reality show and quarter hog toward you know funny videos and quarter hog toward blogging and in twitter and stuff and it's it's just a bummer that baseball continues to make the same mistakes over and over again with just like play, playing it safe is, is one way of, of describing it. But I think it's just like they doing the same thing over and over again. Like, I don't even think it's playing it safe. I think they're just kind of like, we don't want to try anything new because then we might like really piss people off. But like who, who would be pissed off by a, Oh, a funny video that, you know, says shit in it or something like that. I, I don't know. That's a bad example. But like, yeah, that's that's the thing that like really. Ball so much money. Their ratings are fine. They're exact. They're the same as they've been always. Uh, same number of people are going to the games, if not more. So like that, it's either like getting older. Yeah, the demo's getting a little older, I guess. But it, is that even the case? That they've been yeah. saying that for fifteen years. It's getting older, but the problem they have is that they are trying. I feel like they're going the wrong route and the safe route with fixing that, which is shortening the length of the game. But you never, unless you take out an inning, you're never going to shorten it thirty minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what are you? You're shaving off five minutes and just pissing people off at best. That's, I mean, that's it's really all you can possibly get. I feel like that's a little uh, insane. The fan cave did mess up, and you guys all like hit all my major points as well. Like they wanted to make a video that Deadspin would pick up and be like, "Look how funny this is," but they are—they need to be at a safe level because right. people higher up would not allow something funny to happen. So it never was going to be a success. They were their own enemies in this one, and they destroyed themselves, um, which. It's unfortunate because there was a good thing there and they really wanted to make it a good thing. It's just that 
everyone else involved wanted to stop it for whatever reason. And then the second, my last point on this is that if you want baseball to get younger, and I can't say this enough, make it free for kids to join popular leagues. The reason why basketball is so popular and soccer is so popular is because anyone can play it for free at any time. That's how you fix this problem. But anyways... What do oh, I you know? mean? Wait, hold on. You what mean, do I know? You mean like just uh, like the demographic issue? If you wanted to fix the demo and get this game younger and more people involved in watching the players, you don't need necessarily personalities to stand out. You need kids to be able to afford to play mm-hmm. at a high level, and they can't because all these travel teams are expensive as fuck. So, like, how are they supposed to hop in and yeah. join when they can't afford it? But they can play on a basketball court or a, like a, a piece of grass across the field and play soccer and basketball mm-hmm. and get good every single day for free, and then watch these people play it on tv yeah that's the solution I not making I, the game five minutes shorter right but right I, I think i agree with you whole hog yeah. to borrow a phrase not a quarter hog if i could yeah. stand on a box and scream that out at any time i'm gonna take it and because i'm so sorry yeah, to like make the this fact that <laughs> yeah, the fact that mike trout isn't as popular as lebron james like that's, that's not, crazy to me it's yeah. yeah it's crazy because we're baseball fans but it like it totally makes sense because baseball is a provincial sport you like your team it we all just talked about it before or uh we all just said like oh yeah i'm a big fan of my team and i know about my team but i didn't know about the rest of the league and i think that's how most baseball fans are because you're gonna because your team has a game every single day and you're gonna if you're gonna watch baseball you're gonna watch your team mm-hmm. so you're if you want to watch baseball every day, then you're going to watch your team. You're not going to go and watch an Angels game one day and then a Rangers game another day and then a Reds game and then a Giants game. Yeah, very few. So, like, there's there's no way, as much as Mike Trout deserves to be uh, as popular as LeBron James, there's just no way that's going to happen. He's always going to be, even if he was a Yankee, even if he was a, a Dodger or whatever market he's in, I think he's still not going to be that big because – the teams like the fans are provincial and you should embrace that to me like baseball needs to embrace that have like the te- give more uh resources to the teams to make their teams bigger in their own communities and then make pl- kids in their own communities be able to play the the game easier and and for less money and not have to be rich it just needs to play to be more programs to help more people out to play baseball right i think people do want to play baseball and i think people like it and add it to their sports repertoire as kids growing up and get better but it just feels like it's turning into more and more of a rich kid sport yeah. than it is and i know i know baseball has like initiatives like the play ball stuff and uh, yeah other programs but like there really needs to be more there needs to be more resources for it because baseball is expensive it is if and you want to uh, play the travel level that's expensive as hell yeah mm-hmm. and then to touch on your point you had met like both of you guys had mentioned demo and like you had said mina you had like nine-year-old kids go in there and be like wowed over it mm-hmm. so to think like if if that was a demo and if they would have just kind of kept with the fan cave and like actually like upped it and go full hog those nine-year-old kids that showed up at you know your guys year they're gonna be like 14 15 now yeah and then they're gonna you're just you just fed this kid quality baseball stuff the past like six years and now they're gonna be stoked to go play the game and then those parents are gonna be like well i gotta find a way to get get my kid involved right right and you stick with them and everything and you stick with the strategies that you have you don't just like call an audible when things go wrong once or twice yeah Uh, which is yeah something i think they have done a lot of times because now that i've now that I was thrust into baseball marketing, I can't help but notice it every now and then. Yeah, and it's like they're—I mean, baseball's doing a 
they're trying and i wish like i like i would love to just get the opportunity to like work with them and actually do stuff like i if we if they just gave us the keys and be like here here's like the keys to the fan cave like like go try it again and do what you would do i think we could easily kill it and make it even bigger and better than what it was before and be able to market players because i think like from working from being in the fan cave and then us having our own like you know professional experience in like digital i think we could easily turn mike trout into like i don't think he'll ever be at lebron james level but i think we could easily figure out ways to get him close to there and like other players i feel like they there's so many fun athletes out there that play the sport that they just like drop the ball marketing with whether it's like a a Derek holland or like joey Votto is hilarious and i like no one's gonna know that except reds fans or any Baseball fans that watch his like post game interviews. Yeah, Joey Votto, yeah. like the, he's one of the, the funniest baseball players I've seen. The best uh, athlete, probably in uh, in the world <laughs> ever. Uh, anyone who said that, yeah, ever because right, he's no. so give he's ben great. Five like, yeah. Give Ben five minutes. Give Ben five minutes. No, but I just like listen, to, listen to me about Joey Votto for five minutes. <laughs> Joey Votto, but they don't market him well. Like I, they, well, they no, need to. Yeah. No, he's like, on the Reds. I think the Reds do a yeah. great job marketing uh, well. Yeah, they're not going to market the Reds. Well, that's baseball doesn't like get players like that and show them like the world. These guys that are like that type of personality and they just don't do a great job. They're trying, especially with like cut four uh, and then the stuff they're trying to pump out there. And like, I also think though, when I, when I try to solve this in my head, I, I do wonder if it's even necessary for baseball to have big stars because like they do, it's kind of like the teams are the stars really. And and I think it has to be like that, where there's just no way because you can. And the the argument I've heard many times is that like, oh, okay, I'm a sports fan that's looking to get into baseball. I watch an Angels game uh, to watch Mike Trout because I hear he's the best of of all the of all the players. And then Mike Trout goes zero for four, yeah. and and then that was like your <laughs> Mike Trout experience. Whereas, like, if you go to a Cavs game, you're going to see LeBron James make score points. You're always going to – that's always going to happen. Mm. So that's, like, one thing. Like, I guess that's not – it's really not – but that's what soccer is, too. Like, soccer, you could go and watch Messi not score a goal. Right. And you're still, like, stoked to see him. Yeah, and I guess you're stoked to see him. But, like, does, does baseball – should baseball take another strategy where it's, like, where it's, like, more team-oriented or something else? Like, do, does it have to be – the individual athlete to like put them into the next level of like popularity. I think it helps. It helps having that player, like that marketable player to get fans around that team. I I'm with you with like, you don't really need that, but it's up to the teams to like make sure they're invested in digital or just like market themselves. Like I love the angels to death and I will always root for them regardless of like who's running that thing. But as far as like the marketing team there, like they're not doing a great job at all marketing that team. Like you have Otani, who's like a Japanese, yeah. like the, yeah. the Japanese Babe Ruth. You got Albert Pujols, who's like still going strong, kind of after years of the playing. Hall of Famer. You got Mike yeah. Trout. You got like Ian Kinsler, who's kind of funny. Zach Cozart has a donkey. <laughs> Ian Kinsler's kind of funny. Like, sure. Zach uh, Cozart has a donkey. Like we've heard Thanks about to it. Thanks Joey Votto. Yeah. Like, we have five players. We have Simba. Like these are six yeah. guys that you can easily market and get people excited about. Yeah, and I the think they all have personalities. Completely. Yeah, they all drop the ball. It is really crazy. Like the Angels have probably the two biggest stars in baseball right now. Yeah, and they're like in Anaheim. They're mm-hmm. not like far away. Yeah. it's not like they're in 
you know, Cincinnati or Milwaukee or something like that. They're that's in. What, that's what kills me is like they don't they don't take charge of what they have or they don't see it. They just see like we already have a million likes on Facebook. So what's the point of doing digital marketing? It's like no, that's the it's problem. much more than that. Yeah. yeah, not because I got an email from somebody there that said that, but like I did. But it's like the teams just there's some teams that get it and some teams that don't, and it sucks when you see your favorite team not do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. They're not I, thinking about the future at all. Yeah. They're just like, it's fine now, but yeah. that's not going to be the case. And that's, that's, I think, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think that is baseball in general's biggest problem is that it's hard to change. It's hard to get people on board with the change when you're already doing well right now. Like mm-hmm. they get views, they get a crazy amount of views every single day. People will follow and blindly like every single day, you know, whatever. Uh, because it's Major League Baseball, and that's all you really need. They're going to make money because they're Major League Baseball. That's all you need. But eventually, obviously, they have a demographic problem, and they're trying to desperately fix it, but in the strangest ways. And then you have teams like the Angels that are sitting on a gold mine, and they're fine with it because they have a million followers. Like, a million is nothing these days. Yeah, like every way yeah. sense are four. You know, yeah. you know what's a lot? A billion. Thank <laughs> you. Watch billions on Showtime, people. Billions. Just started. And then please rent the social network uh, starring Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Thank you. Who made that line famous. Billion. Anyway, Boom. go ahead. That but was all. I, but I feel like they should, like, I, I wouldn't mind ha- having them, like, redo the fan cave. And I think that's what kind of what it. Oh, it they're redoing it now. Did you see that call to action, the most recent one? No. Oh, what? They're they not redoing, redoing the fan cave, but I did think for a second, oh, this is the new fan cave. They're having uh, little kids for like play ball interview the baseball players during uh, an all-star uh, oh, okay. media day. But that's going to be a funny video. Like, I think it's going to be cute. It's and be it's cute. just yeah, one week. And they're like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. I think little yeah, kids. Baseball's, and good. I think that was a great idea. Yeah. But baseball leans on that. Like, oh, I'm a little boy or a little girl. And I love baseball. They oh, lean man. On that, I like, leaned on that my so entire heavy. life. You know yeah. how many signed baseballs I have? I have the entire 2000 A's team because oh. I was a little girl. Oh, yeah. Because you're a little girl. <laughs> no, for I mean, I'm just saying I also took advantage but baseball, of that situation. Yeah, you know, <laughs> baseball, it, that's like the narrative that they have is like this, these, oh, I'm a little dusty haired boy and I just want to go out and see my favorite uh, ball players at the ball yard. It's like, that's not, no one cares about that anymore. But that, that's honestly, that's what it feels like most of it is. Like, can you imagine, can you see the commercials that happen at, on MLB TV? It's like little kids playing baseball or whatever. Or Viagra. Yeah. Or Viagra. or Viagra. I remember yeah. that. Either or. Either I remember or. that problem. Yeah, you're either a little boy. Uh, or an old man. Or an old man who can't get a boner. It's one of the two. Those. <laughs> that's the demo. of. That's what the fan cave should have been focused on. It Viagra? The Viagra demo. I could have put together a We just Viagra. snuck a Viagra to Ben. Watch yeah. him interview Daniel Hudson. <laughs> you know goes, what goes well with Viagra? Pepsi Max. Yeah. <laughs> get jacked up on Viagra and Pepsi Max. That's a max erection. Yeah. That's disgusting. Oh, oh God. That's Pepsi. This makes me hate everything. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I just get a little bummed out, too, that it is a constant. And I I brought it up. But, like, it's a constant storyline. It's like, is baseball losing popularity? Is baseball dying? And it's no. like, no, it's not really. They, it's doing better than the NFL. It's Yeah. It's going to outlast the NFL. I mean, it's NFL, not 100%. tanking. Our players <laughs> I mean. stand during our anthem. It's yeah. like, that's yeah, what they're going to exactly. market it. 
Yeah. Oh Lord, that man. I, I can't <laughs> wait to hit click off. I, if that happens in Major League Baseball, I know there was like an Oakland A who kneeled during an yeah. anthem like last year, right? Man, I would love it. I want the players to kneel during the anthem of Major League Baseball so There's bad. So many Trump supporters in MLB. Yeah. I know it would be a mess, and I would never love it. Happen. That would never happen in baseball. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. I, uh, you know, hey, it's the players' decision. I don't want to like know, say yeah. one way or the other. But man, I just blow it up to me. I just want to see them blow it up because they need to confront their hypocrisy. The way they like. Play, they play basically the national anthem three times a game. They have like three separate <laughs> national anthems during the game. Yeah, you, you got the, the anthem in the beginning. You got God Bless America. God yeah. Bless. And then they also have like, and hey, I would I love saluting the troops. I, I think it's great. But they, they, it's like the military. There's three separate military things that happen during every game, which is it's well, too much. Well, I hate... Um, I hate saying that it is just about the military when it comes to the national anthem. And it's not. That no, is that's a big not. problem with what's happening yeah, now. And I know, I know you're true. not saying that, but I just want to clarify. We're not saying that it's three military things, things that's happening. It is <laughs> <laughs> the national anthem, God bless America. And then the DOD paying for all the leagues, paying an insane amount of money for all the leagues to, give veterans credit instead of let's just give the veterans let's stand up for these veterans you as a league don't have to get paid six hundred thousand dollars or whatever you're anyways i that's not a thing that makes me so upset right but yeah don't act like you're doing it out of cash anyways heart. national anthem a, and god bless america i don't consider those to be military no they're not but they th- that's Thanks. how they're framed after like if someone were to kneel during the anthem is all i'm saying oh, that, that's what i think the problem is everyone's like, like oh yeah. you hate the troops if right. you mm-hmm. kneel for your rights oh my god i and mean it's just like not a good pump up song before a game <laughs> yeah like, i mean I don't, play I don't me some nelly before the game guys <laughs> i love it and i love during like the opening day when you're listening to the national anthem and the fucking blue angels are flying over. Okay, I think opening and I'm just day, yeah. like, yeah. All <laughs> so out opening pumped, day. Dude. Only opening so day, pumped. all-star game, and then like. Well, yeah, go back to like what playoffs. it used to yeah. be. Exactly. Go back to what it used to be. And last, we've no. talked about this a lot, whereas they just play it too much. Yeah, when it's opening day, it, yeah. and they got the big flag out, and it's like, oh God, God bless America. Yeah. That's so tight. It's opening Love day. But it's a Tuesday night. We don't need, like. <laughs> It's a Tuesday There's night. Like twenty We're people the in this yeah. stadium. We had a question. So for your guys here in the fan cave, did you guys have to do the anthem every day? Because we had to. We didn't have to. <laughs> Wait, no, what? We, yeah, Wait, we what? had the flight. No, we got we in didn't. before the game, and we we would, did like, not have to. It's just that like people like <laughs> Kyle were just like, all right, everyone stand, and we were like, okay, we're not going to be the dickheads that are not standing. Like, but you guys but stood and did the f- no. We anthem stopped before? after like think, a month. Yeah, I think not even a month, month. It started off as a joke, and then it was like, we're going to be serious about this. We would like. I think it was like a contest of who can do this the longest, but I think Kyle was just like really serious about it. So like we. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh man, I no, we did not do that. No, I used to, I used to <laughs> sprint oh, so in. Yeah, I used to sprint in like ten seconds before yeah, we're the like first right game started. Oh my order god, our, being like, late—that's yeah. order that's seamless. That's another thing. Being late. Oh, being late and doing tours when you had free time to go oh, catch a movie or live your life. Yeah, yeah let's get back I to hated the, the tours. Like I loved meeting people and like. That was cool to like have people come in like the kids. And, well, yeah, like, that's so just excited. to explain. Yeah, people sometimes would just like they would have open 
uh, yeah, we, open so we house have, hours basically at the fan cave where anybody weekends. in the public yeah. could come and take a tour of the fan cave. Yeah, so everyone would get like shifts every like other week. So like if uh, Ash and I were like volunteered or whatever, we had to go do it. We would show up at like nine thirty or ten in the morning. Game start at twelve, and we would have to give tours to people and like. They would walk in. Oh, where can I buy like a jersey yet? It's like, oh, we're not a store. We're actually the MLB fan cave. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Do you want a tour? It's then, a store. And they'd be like, what? <laughs> it was just so dumb. It was fun John, seeing like how John excited they were, but I was like, oh, I'm so over John this. John Schwartz would always be like, Ashley, I'm sorry. Yeah, John can you was give a-, a tour, and I'm like, John. But then it would be somebody like, oh, this is the owner of New Era. Can you give them the yeah, tour? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, God, I can't screw this okay, up. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to mess this up. But we did get really good at giving tours. Oh, I was so great at it, So when we gave yeah. tours of, like, Nick Offerman or Charlie Sheen or whoever else, yeah. it was but like, this is it. It's a freeze. funny – It's also it was also a very funny tour because it was. it's kind of like giving a tour of – like your apartment or something there's not a lot going on <laughs> it's like yeah. oh here's a wall, here's here's a wall, wall. Of, yeah here's a wall of baseballs i could give here's the tour wall. right now i could yeah. give the tour the my same exact tour right now all right let's go for it let's you do, it. Want me all right. to do it uh listeners you just walked in the mlb fan cave on fourth and broadway all right we well, opened up you're not gonna really see anything just paint the picture just paint, paint the picture, picture. There okay. we go. hi so, what what it's, uh hi who we're gonna buy a jersey at what is oh, this? You know, this is actually not a store. Um, this is the MLB Fan Cave. This is a place where we, uh, myself, and eight others watch uh, a bunch of baseball games, actually, all day and just tweet about it. Oh, that's so cool. That can cool? I get, I'm going to the Yankee game tonight. Do you guys have a hat that I can just take? We don't, but I can give you a tour of the building if you want to. Or you don't have to because there's a new era down the street, and that's way more fun. So I used to, I was here like 10 years ago, and this was like a uh, Tower Records yeah, yeah, or yeah. Virgin Records. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it was a Tower Records. That's true. Uh, and we just changed it. Not the structure so much. You can still see little bits of Tower records uh in the building but yeah we change it to mlb okay so i do you want to go on this tour tyler yeah i do i do want to go on this tour uh tyler. hi my name's tyler so i <laughs> there's multiple walls here uh, yes now what's this wall full of um well first off walls started um in the year <laughs> 550 what's this dirt over here there's dirt on this wall so anyway thank yeah. you for talking yeah. about the dirt so yeah. first walls were built of dirt right here we have the dirt wall which is a lot of fun uh we have authenticated dirt from all 30 ballparks and you know what's funny is that there are some sunflower seeds still in it because it's actually game used dirt so you know some of the baseball players spit their sunflower seeds in dirt which is a little gross yeah well, one fun fact about gonna... the dirt is that the chicago cubs dirt is said to be haunted because so many people put their ashes in a tennis ball and throw it onto the field and ashes are in the dirt. So if you do eat this dirt, you might eat a dead person. Wow, that is that's my a exact. Great, yeah, that's that a, was actually a really good. That was yeah, my yeah, exact I remember thing that, that speech, I told yeah. everyone. Yeah. And scene. That was and great. Scene. Who yeah. told us? A player told us that. Was it Ryan Dempster? I don't. I think it might have been. That makes perfect sense that it was Dempster. But it, yeah. Someone told us that people would fling tennis, tennis balls, balls of ashes yeah. and that dead bodies would be everywhere yeah. all the time. Yeah. It, yeah, so we'd give these tours, and it was just walls, wall of dirt, wall of baseballs, you know, ski wall, ball. wall of signatures, ski wall ball. of paint, wall. Paint, yeah, galleries. Paint, paint galleries. Yeah, that was the art gallery, which yeah, was a we very didn't have strange that. We just had, thing. Like, we just walked through. We had the little, like, mats that had the gel in them. Like, Those the floor cool. had gel, and then we would, like, squish it. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes we had to do tours. That was another thing we had to do. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, most tours were not great because uh, people are weird that said yes to doing it. Yeah, and they were very excited after they saw it. I, th- I think the funny part of the tour was the signature wall because it would be like Mariano Rivera or like some like 
cool Nick Offerman. And then it would be like some random person from like the Black Crows or something. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> bass player for the yeah, Black it's Crows. Like, why is this guy here? <laughs> oh, the Black Crows came and did a show here. Well, yeah, that wasn't that's something we oh, haven't the other talked about. Yeah, yet. we haven't touched on concerts. Yeah, the oh, concerts. concert series. And that was actually a very good thing. I think I'm. I think that was like that was fun. probably the, the fun. Yeah, the best fun. thing that the fan cave did because they would bring in. It wasn't just Zach Brown band or yeah. whoever else. Uh, like those types of people. ballpark tours. Yeah, Avicii, R.I.P. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That was a crazy show because I had to do security outside, and that <laughs> thing was bumping. Flooded. And that was on yeah. on opening day of me and Mina's year, 2013. Avicii, Avicii, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Um, who recently passed away, mm-hmm. he came and did a DJ set, and it really was bonkers. It was, like, yeah. full. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know anything about Avicii, only that he was very tall, and they had to order uh, <laughs> special turntables because he's, like, 6'8 or something like that. Oh, shit. So they needed to order special turntables. That was cool. Also, Tegan and Sarah came. Tegan and Sarah are awesome. awesome. And that's cool. That's like a, a band that, no, like, there were, there's just zero, like, like me and bands, Mina are yeah. the only Tegan and Sarah baseball fans. Right. There's uh, not a lot of crossover yeah. in those markets. In the Venn diagram, it's me and Mina. <laughs> and the yeah. Did you guys yeah. introduce the bands, too? Yeah. 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 Who got to introduce? I did Tegan. What did you, or you did Tegan? Yeah. Did you do Sarah? I did. No, I did. <laughs> yeah. We tagged. We should have yeah. tagged Tegan. Just gonna here's say Tegan. And here's Sarah. <laughs> Give it up for him. Also known as yeah. Tegan and Sarah. Who'd you have to do? Um, the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. Goo Goo Dolls is great. Um, there were some bad ones, to, or like less interesting Who was ones. the worst? What was the worst performer? I'm trying to even remember. We have some the, good. Oh, oh we, we have, have some stories. fantastic ones. Oh, crap. I can't remember. There was a boy band from Europe. That broke up after One Direction. It's not One Direction, but <laughs> no similar level where Five like seconds there's, summer. there's a lot of fangirls. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of random for MLB to also part. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they did have some random people. Play. Yeah, like we had. Uh, who, who was your the worst ones for you? I can't even remember. All I can remember is Third Eye or, or uh, Goo Goo Dolls, um, Tegan and Sarah and Avicii. I can't remember any of the other ones. I'm gonna look up that band name. Did you have Counting Crows or did we have Counting Crows? We did not have Counting Crows. We had we Counting had Crows because I had to introduce them and uh, I was nervous as hell because yeah. their manager was like, don't say the Counting Crows. They're just Counting Crows. <laughs> and I was like, so I go up there and go, here are Counting Crows. He goes, yes. It doesn't sound grammatical. Like we got into a thing. He's like, just make sure you don't say the. It's like a pixie situation. It was crazy. They're Counting Crows. Not so when thing. I went up, I was like, oh my God, don't say the. I was like, hey, how's everyone doing tonight? Woo. All right, we got a great show for you tonight. Here's uh, Counting Crows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That passes. Yeah. And then I had to do Adam Lambert. Oh, that yeah. was a good Lambert. show. And I was like, why do we have Adam Lambert? And then I saw him perform, and I was like, oh, my God. Dude, those American Idol singers. Yeah, yeah, so good. They're solid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the concerts were like there. They should have just done a whole. I mean, I'm sure they're tough to do, but that was like the best thing that they did. I think. Oh, yeah. I and they beautiful. were free to the public. We had Bob come out before he. Oh, went crazy. that's right, Bob. Right. Oh. Before all the theories of his uh, flat Earth, flat Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theory stuff I remember. That's him. right. He was towards. I only end. know one song of his. Is that all he played? The Haley Williams one. Yeah. He has a f- he has a few top hits. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. That one too. So the fan cave, you know, it's not all bad. We had Nas. That was great. Nas, um, yeah. Oh, shit, Nas, yeah. 
That was not Avid Crows. Brothers. Avid Brothers is really good. Avid Brothers, people loved that. Had a couple like country bands. The Fray. Like we the had. Fray. I had oh, oh, that was happened good. to the Who Fray? was the, the one, one that stopped that the show? Because he was like That's pissed what at somebody I was talking. Gonna, so <gasps> it's the singer of um, Aaron something. Aaron. Uh, Aaron. He was the singer of Stain. The singer of Stain. Yeah. Aaron something. I forget his name. He stopped the concert because someone was talking. It was opening week and every like all the Scots people like Scots grass people were there and like a bunch of other like sponsor like guests were there. Um, I'm sorry. You so eloquently eloquently called them what the the cronies, uh, the marketing <laughs> MLB's marketing cronies, market highly marketed cronies. Um, yeah. They were all there and no one was watching this performance at all. Everyone was just chatting and, and at a party and they were like hors d'oeuvres being like thrown around and right. it was great it was wonderful and drinks everywhere um but no one was watching the concert and he stopped it and screamed at everyone and cursed out everybody yeah and said if you're not gonna shut the fuck up i'm not gonna play anymore and you can imagine everyone's <laughs> reaction i remember i that. looked at all the mlb executives and we all like locked eyes like everyone lost was like what the f- everyone lost the color in their face because they were like either everyone's getting fired or something bad's happening here like i know something bad is going to happen to me or something but then jacqueline i pretty sure she was had upset. to have a, a talk with him yeah she actually went say, and talked to him and was like how dare you like yeah. Y'all are people and our guests, this and that. Like, you have no right to do that. Yeah, it's tough to tell who's in the wrong there because. I uh, mean, he's not wrong. Everyone was talking during his performance and they had got him to, like, do the show, you know, whatever, or his manager or whatever got him to do the show. So it is a little rude, but you have to read the room. You have to know what situation you're coming into. You're not yeah. coming into a concert, my friend. Yeah. You're coming into uh, a. a, a Cocktail party, and there were there were there were a couple of fans of his there that were, like it wasn't like it was the front half of the the crowd was like his fans. Yeah, the rest of the back area and like back towards the door was loud. And All that's, sponsored. Yeah, that's right. what he was yeah. like. So it was kind of like people. a wedding reception, like speech situation. Right. Exactly. Where yeah. Half the people are paying attention, and half the people are disrupting them. Yeah. Just yeah, just move on. Just man. get your paycheck and exactly. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if. And we'll be stiffed him. <laughs> I actually don't know if they paid anyone to do these concerts. That's a good question. They catch them like on their tours. They're already in town, so no one's like flying. Oh, in. But they're sponsored. But the yes. concerts are sponsored. So exactly. Yeah. So, so the, the sponsor probably paid. Pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. you're still gonna artist. get something out of this. But yeah, yeah. MLB. Well, that leads paying. into the the final. Uh, facet of MLB Fan Cave that we haven't talked about is the parties that they would throw there, um, which I think. I love them all. With their marketing cronies. Uh, So it would be just truly at random, it seems like, Scott's turf builder uh, people (laughs) or starter people or, uh, you know, who else? New Era people or whoever it was. They would come in and and host a party at the fan cave while we were sitting there watching the games. And we were just kind of like a weird... uh, sideshow or yeah. something and people like would appro- yeah people would approach us sometimes and sometimes that was cool but sometimes they were a little too much and then the security people would come come and like kick them out of our area and Shout it was out to martin yeah martin the best security guard Love in him. the land uh and it, that was just like bonkers that they didn't like have a plan for how that would work like they they just kept us in there on those couches and we were just sitting there and di- they didn't tell us anything about the parties. They, w- they didn't even tell us that parties was happening sometimes until the morning of. 
and then all yeah, these people. That was always it's like, oh, by out. the way, we have uh, 100 people coming to watch or some like event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, why is throwing a party? But it was it was annoying because yes, we weren't able to, especially when an important game was happening for you. Uh, and yeah, if you wanted, that was the worst. Was when it was a game you wanted to watch. Exactly. But you wanted to actually watch what you were there to watch. But they did have those pigs in a blanket, which yeah, those the food were was always amazing. Good. The food was good. And food wine. Good. I didn't have to drink Budweiser. I could just drink a shit ton of red wine. <laughs> yeah. And to answer a few common questions that I remember getting there, uh, <laughs> people would ask if they provided food for us. No, generally not. They mm-hmm. wanted, We would have to order Seamless almost every day. It was in the, yeah. When they paid, they gave us, they paid us a lot of money to be in there and that covered. That they taxed heavily, remember. <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty big tax. <laughs> it was a tax, <laughs> but it was a, it was anyway. Money. Yes, it was enough yeah. money. Yeah. So, secondly, they would sometimes have parties where they would cater and we would get the food. Yeah. Um, and then people would come up and ask us the same questions every single time. Yeah. Do uh, you live is, here? Do you live here? You sleep upstairs. <laughs> you have right. to watch every game. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever get bored of baseball? It's like, yeah. No. Um. What's another one? Ed? Yeah, they they just it was it was a very like it was yeah. the same thing over and over again, and yeah. it got very boring toward the end, especially when Who's, it was just oh like yeah, does half hate drunk, yeah. yeah, like half drunk, like sweaty. Yeah, they're wearing like suits people. and we're just like in jerseys. When we had those parties and networking events. I would go out of my way to make sure I went t- to talk to people. Because at the end of it, I was like, maybe this person will remember me, which they won't. <laughs> they touch and out then I can butter. get a job, yeah, in like some sort of like butter social media. Butter sweaty yeah. people up. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny because like some of those people like have reached out after I left like my old job to see if I wanted to go work for them. So right. yeah, those parties were fun. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I was just like, don't talk to me. Yeah. yeah. I remember <laughs> I it was, I it was like so attitude. over it after yeah. like there was either the week leading up to All-Star Game or... Because the All-Star Game was in New York that year for us. Oh, They yeah. had a party oh, every God. single night leading up. I remember just being so annoyed of, like, the bass of, like, the music speakers just yeah. going off. And I was just like, I'm so tired. I have a headache. And I'm sitting here watching games while everyone around me is, like, talking loud and drinking. I was just so annoyed. Yeah, and they would play the same, like, playlist. I right. remember very, like, like, the same songs. Yeah. Like watching hours of baseball. You got to, like, like, watch this giant digital wall of uh, games. bright colors coming at you yeah, at all times. Yeah, like lasers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, a weird, yeah, scenario. Yeah. Well, and then you ate fast food a whole bunch. Yeah. Or seamless. A lot I of seamless. So much seamless. weight. Yeah, wow. Looking back at photos... I mean, I'm the I'm the weight that I I'm probably like ten pounds less than what I weighed, but I remember going in there. I gained a lot of weight, and then like the year when I moved back out to New York, I lost like seventy pounds. Yeah. And then I came back out here and I gained it all back. <laughs> oh really? Right. I was like, God damn. All so it's either is. it's either Los yep. Angeles or the fan cave. Yeah. Was doing it too. Because New York made me lose New weight. New York makes all you. The yeah, around. all the walking. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well. This has been great, guys. Uh, any final thoughts about the fan cave? Oh, got it. The MLB okay. fan cave? Or, ML- I mean, or baseball in general? A ton of stories. I know. Uh, we need to write a book one day. I know. I mean, we haven't it's just like- tough. And, and I think, like, we've mentioned a few times now, I think the toughest part about having a conversation about the fan cave um, to with people who haven't, who, like, weren't around, like, even my close friends don't understand it they don't right. understand the context of it there's no context to it yeah. <laughs> baseball certainly <laughs> de- didn't provide the public with any context as to what it was um and that's why it's like it's kind of endlessly fascinating is because it, it was like 
a set of rules within a set of rules, kind of. Yeah. So that changed. Yeah, for you that guys changed especially constantly. constantly. Yeah. yeah, we screwed it up for you guys, hundred percent. A lot. Hey, I got exactly yeah, I what I wanted. Out of it. I <laughs> paid my credit cards off, uh, and then I had a big tax bill that I put on a credit card that I eventually <laughs> paid off. Yeah. And I'll keep bringing up the taxes, which I have three or four times because they really did kind of screw you in taxes because they paid us as like. I think that's a, that's a very good winnings. point. If you ever get into like a situation where we were able to do, like keep track of your expenses and stuff because Uncle Sam wants his money, right. and we were not told that at yeah. all it was just like fill out this form here's your here's your pay and that's it like i didn't find out till the government came after me that i, I like, found yeah out know how gordon you're getting was paid. like gordon was like you know we're not getting taxed and they're gonna take a huge amount of money out of this yeah. and i was like okay smart and then we all decided like a bunch of geniuses that we wanted to live in midtown or we all wanted to live in manhattan after that so there went all of the money that i was saving for my taxes yeah i went through that but real quick yeah yeah so anyway it's worth it though worth it yeah all that is to say they uh it's tough to talk about the fan cave with it because there's no context yes. to it even though it was an endlessly like weird and fascinating time <laughs> with in a million our stories lives. yeah and what did we get out of it? I got a beautiful fiance. Congrats, guys. But I give zero credit to the MLB fan cave for that. And I will go to it's like meeting your fiance at McDonald's. I wouldn't as we were both working at McDonald's, I wouldn't give credit to McDonald's for that. <laughs> Other than that, though, I would say that I was the one that got you two together because I helps like Ben to get in there. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's true. Okay. And I will say my <laughs> first or I don't know if this is our first conversation, Ricardo, or not, but I think the first thing I ended up asking you when we had a one-on-one conversation, I remember specifically not knowing you very well and asking you if it's okay if I smoke weed while I'm in the fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, re- I do remember that. <laughs> because I did read the contract, and they said they uh, reserve the right to drug test. Um, and... I asked you if they and drug I, tested you or not. And I remember I specifically said, no, they never drug test any yeah, of us, yeah. which yeah. they probably should have. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. smoke weed while I was in the fan cave. Uh, I famously didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, famously. <laughs> everyone everyone knew about it because I kept <laughs> saying it. Um, but that that is one thing I was worried about. And now I wish, knowing that I wouldn't have got tested, it probably would have made the whole thing way easier <laughs> and more tolerable <laughs> if I could have just smoked pot at night. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> overall, the fan cave experience was a wash for me. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, what about you? It was fine. It was great for me. You know that. Yeah. I had, I made some of the uh, greatest relationships of my life. Obviously, one in the year after. It wasn't my year of the fan Aww. cave, she's, but she's still pointing connected. To me, so. Pointing to Ben. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Made some amazing friends that will be my friends mm-hmm. for life. Um, I. Got a career out of it. Worked for MLB for five years after. Um, and still, I guess, technically still work for MLB. You kind of, once you work for MLB, once you're you always, always yeah, part you're of always working for it. You're kind you're of around, not yeah. there, yeah. You're always available for things. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I lived in New York, and I, uh, yeah, had the time of my life. Spent way too much money, but it was 100% worth it. Um, yeah. Had a great time. Yeah, same. Fucking I think 
you know, while you're there, there's a lot of moments where you're like, I should be doing other things or I wish I was more productive. I did get more lazy. I definitely got lazy after. Yeah, you just show up and sit there and watch. Show up, watch games and get paid. I mean, I just tweet and I know people probably think we're crazy because we're like, oh, all we did was sit there. Like we're complaining about sitting there watching games and getting paid. But like, honestly, like, you know, when you're there for 14 hours every day, like That's you hard. feel like you're not productive exactly. and like you're not doing like, you know, what you could be doing. It was like a every fun day. prison. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You would have to remind yourself. You're like, I'm getting paid. You know, just shut up and show yeah. up. But that's what they want you to think, man. They're like, <laughs> hey, they're like, hey, we're paying you. Be quiet. Do exactly what right. we say. I was living in Soho. I was buying so much clothes. I mean, yes. I, so there, yeah, were there were times I'd be like, cons. I yeah, wanted to get sure. out here and like, there would be games and extra innings. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me yeah, right now? Yeah, like 4 a.m. Colorado. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, and yeah, we wanted to go to like a party or something and do something. Right. Fun. I think I during like, it, it, there were rough times. Um, but now, like looking back five years, like. I love it. I love the experience, obviously, meeting you guys, having a career, you know, in sports after. So overall positive. Yeah. 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 I think it, it's not it's also uh, easy to understate how crazy it is that every day there's no one day. There's no days off yeah. at all. Right. And like having to make that same walk from the apartment to it's like Groundhog Day every day. Yeah. yeah like. That that plays with your head a little bit to yeah. do that like every day for six or seven months or however long it was. Um, shorter for me. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> but that that is kind of just a weird uh, stasis that you're in that it can get very irritating too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know you lose patience with. Or at yeah, least like I you lost can't go to weddings it. like yeah. or any like vacations. You know, or you can't even just hang out with your friends. Or, or that, any, yeah, yeah. Or just see anyone other than the other <laughs> people who are in that same building with you at all times. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Oh, me. Uh, I loved it. I don't think there was like a bad moment for me. I think. Uh, oh, not one bad moment, Ricardo. No, there was wow. probably a couple. I think. But I, nothing really like. Yeah. Nothing like terrible. I think it was more. I think the only bad moment I had when was when Sean got eliminated and Ricky got eliminated. Because oh, when, when, when Ricky got kicked off, I was like heartbroken. Everyone cried. Like that was a rough one. But other than that, like I think. Uh, once I realized that I should just treat it as like, shut up, you're, they're paying me to do this. And I just like treat it as like, I'm going to make sure I get a career out of this somehow. Uh, I just like loved every moment of it. Just like the different stories that we have. And yeah. it's weird still having people come to us and asking like how it was and going to baseball games. And there's still people out there that actually like paid attention, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. I, I mean, I got a job thanks to like the people that were at MLB. I, uh, I found a career. I'm like in the digital space now. I didn't have to spend thousands of dollars on college. I kind of treated that as it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, that makes cool. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I think like most of all, I think the friendships and family I made from it was pretty cool because it's like not like, yeah, it's one thing to like, I mean, Ashley's like a sister to me now. And like even you guys are like part of my family. But even the ones that weren't in the fan cave or just like we talked to like we all have friends across this entire world yeah. that live in places that are like, one, our baseball fans, two, will like give us a place to sleep and eat and like go to a game with and just like have fun. So it's cool to like go to Milwaukee and have our friend KP like give us a tour of the place and take us to like local bars instead of just like, I'm going to go to Pittsburgh one day and just go to this random place because I heard about it. Yeah. Like you have like to me, that's the cool thing is. The fan cave opened the, the door. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. network of like not just friends, but like if you 
you know, wanted to like go work in some part of the industry, someone's going to help you out. And it's cool seeing like a bunch of our friends work in baseball and hopefully like, you know, they'll do better with the marketing it than the fan game did sometimes. Yeah. It, yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, that all makes total sense. Uh, and I think it's just, to me, it's so funny. I still think it's still the funniest thing that's certainly ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> Being in the MLB fan cave was hilarious. Uh, yeah, we were. I mean, we it's were funny, at a... right? It's very funny, at least. Yes, it's weird. It's, it's crazy weird that baseball paid all of us to do this thing that no one else will ever do ever again. Yeah, yeah. Or just notice, or just like, yeah, yeah. it's to me that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were at a we were in Philadelphia at a Phillies Giants game, and. I looked around and I realized that Ben and I were the only people here likely that were in the fan cave and these are all baseball fans. And I said that I was like, you know what? We're probably the only people here that have ever like experienced the fan cave before. And I mean like be in it. Maybe some people have like walked in it or whatever. Actually people were because John and Casey Landon were there. We met up with them later, but, uh, yeah, we were the only people. I mean, there's only in what, the fan cave. Thirty something people. Yeah, so in there's this us nine, so eighteen yeah. to twenty. No, the experience. Yeah, there's only like less than thirty people less that have gone through yeah. what we've done. Yeah, and that's to me that's nuts. Out of like it's crazy, all these people that watch baseball, no one will ever do what we did. Yeah, so take that. We're better than you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're yeah. worthless. Is that all coming of you. across? In conclusion, yeah. in conclusion, you all suck. You're not as good as us. All right. Well. <laughs> That's absolutely absolutely true. Please subscribe and like and rate us. (laughs) Mina, Ricardo, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun. It's great. We're going to just hang out. Even after the mics are off, we're just going to hang out. (laughs) I'm going to use that gold bidet and talk more. Pepsi Maxes. Yeah, check out the gold bidet. Use the gold bidet to clean yourself up after these Pepsi Pepsi Maxes because they're going straight through, buddy. (laughs) Oh, they are. I am going to take some Pepsi Max home. Yes, (laughs) Yes, yes. <laughs> is what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Uh, I found it at the 7-Eleven on Sunset Boulevard, and you can find it too. So if you're looking for Pepsi Max, um, kind of just poured, straight s- there. poured straight into the toilet because it's a really bad drink. <laughs> Company man. Yeah. Um, it's a bad drink, and so is Budweiser. Call me Pepsi. <laughs> I'm out here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here repping. So, Ricardo, I mean, thanks so much for being on Sports Sports. Yes. Ashley, how are you feeling right now? Feeling great. That's great. I feel great too. I think I'm going to pour myself another Bud Max. All right. Let's do it. Let's all pour ourselves a Bud Max and then get the heck out of here. You guys are disgusting. This is horrifying. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Sports is artists. Sports is artists. Sports is artists. Sports. And now, an umpire's prayer. Dear God, as I squat humbly above the fresh raked dirt, may you keep my eyes and ears alert to strikes and balls, safes and outs. Battery hurling fans, may I not hear their shouts. I ask to be blessed with a banana cup strong, tucked with grace and poise underneath my schlong. In case a curveball should bounce or a high heater get away, bless me with the dexterity to duck, sashay, and shantay. Once again I must ask, because these baseballs are hard, please don't let one hit me on my hand, wrist, or nard. And Lord, please believe that I hate to be crass, but I'll be pissed if a baseball 
hits me square in the ass. Then my cheek will swell up and I no longer can sit down. But Bryce Harper will see and call me an ass clown. And if a manager approach, red-faced and fuming, Dear Lord, may my fuck off, coach, be all-consuming. But at the end of the day, God, help both teams play fair. If anyone acts foul, Lord, at least protect me from getting hit in my dick and beanbags with a baseball real hard because, like I said before, that's what we as umpires are most scared of. Amen. <laughs>